Thanks for downloading the Preston and Steve podcast from WMMR. It'll begin right after these words. Attend Villanova University's graduate open house on Tuesday, October 20th. Villanova offers graduate programs in business, engineering, nursing, law, and liberal arts and sciences. Attend the open house and they'll waive your application fee. You're listening to Preston and Steve. MMR rocks now. The birthday is today. It is Friday, October 9th. Sharon Osbourne has her 57th birthday today. She had uh, cancer for a little while there, right? She beat it. Yeah. Uh, I I like her. I can't help it. She was a lousy interview last time we had her on. Uh, It was almost as if she was sitting uh, on the phone listening to us talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, but times before, she'd been very she's engaging. She's great, yeah. yeah so, uh, but she basically, well, she, not basically, she saved Ozzy's life. Yeah, yeah, flat out. That's it. Yeah, yeah got him off of, uh, you know, he was hooked on pre- uh, pretty much everything. Everything. But <laughs> prescription medication really took a toll on him. As rock legend goes, she was, um, when um, the, the guitarist um, died oh. in the... Oh, Randy Rhodes? Randy Rhodes. That was an affair that she she was having an affair with him. Really? I didn't yes. know that. Oh, yeah. That is the, that is the word. Good Lord. Because because Ozzy was so out of it, yeah, she was she was uh, getting with him. Wow! But back then she wasn't not too good. hot. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, she's not that hot now. But I mean, you know, and these guys are rock stars; they could pretty much have their way at that time yeah. with, with anybody they wanted to. And well, I guess Sharon was just around. I don't yeah, know. You know, when when they have somebody that can will take care of them. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And do wipe every, them. Well, no, but I mean, do everything for them. I mean, You're she right. was there for him. She did everything. So you know, of course, you can go off with the hottest chick ever. But when you have that somebody that can take care of you, yeah, you know. You'll hold on to them. It's Someone who actually like, spoon feeds you. Well, it's like uh, the song Steel Panther, Community Property, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're on the road, but you want to come back to that one. That, the lawn really is mowed good. and there's dinner made. That's right. All right, Sharon's 57. Uh, Sean Ono Lennon, son of John Lennon and Yoko Ono, is 34 years old. Oh, today. no! Oh, here we go. Oh, that's no. It. That's, that's right. Our, that's oh, her God. doorbell. Um, you know. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, he looks so much like John. That's right, but when, he doesn't sound like John. No, he no, he doesn't. Like yeah, he's not nearly as talented, and he doesn't sing like him either, but... I'm really quite a failure. When I see pictures <laughs> of him now, uh, it just, he, he looks so like that, the John Lennon of the, uh, you know, of the, of the mid-70s. Yeah. He, he just really Julian did look. for a while, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Before he disavowed all knowledge of, <laughs> before John disavowed all knowledge of Julian. Oh, I, I feel so bad for that guy. First generation son, just totally skirted to the side and as much as i love the beatles and and, and uh you know and hearing songs like all you need is love and all this stuff every now and then i think dude you just totally abandoned your son that yeah was so not cool you know but anyhow i mean uh, imagine you're him listening to that song uh, that song that he wrote to sean yeah oh beautiful boy beautiful boy oh, god yeah, be this is now this is for the uh, the current boy not the first one <laughs> oh, the first one was not even remotely beautiful i i don't even keep in touch with him i i just uh, i put him in the mistake category <laughs> but this one is beautiful <laughs> not like the first one uh, what was i thinking i should have worn a rubber uh <laughs> sean sean maybe that's what rubber soul yeah, rubber soul, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sean ono lennon is 34 years it's old amazing today. that people can do that i know it is isn't it uh brandon routh who played Superman in Superman Returns is 30 years old today. He has a uh, a funny turn in uh, what what movie were he? Zack and Mary. Zack and Mary. He yeah. plays the the gay lover of yeah. Justin Long. He's good, really? and he was a good Superman. It's just he was there wasn't enough Superman in Superman. Well, if you listen to Kevin Smith's assessment of that movie of the Brian Singer Superman, he's dead on. It is it is a glorious, loving recreation of the of the uh, the Richard Donner Supermans. 
and an extension of it. But Superman isn't super enough. No. Right. He doesn't do a lot of super stuff. Right. So uh, and we'll see if there's another one. Uh, but he's 30 years old today. By the way, I just got an IM that it would have been uh, John's birthday today, too. John Lennon's yeah. birthday. Is that right? I was not aware of that. October 9th. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. All right. We also have a uh, gear. my first son. I don't like him. Uh, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. We've talked to him before. Yeah, great director. Yeah. Love his stuff. And uh, Preston, if you've never seen Pan's Labyrinth, I have seen it. It's awesome. It's a it's a great movie. God, the 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 father in that movie is just evil, isn't he? Chilling and and reprehensible. Oh. And that and that girl, you you you're never quite sure whether that girl is 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 actually living in that fantasy world or if she's just recessing into it because real life is so horrible. Yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. And now he's directing the new Hobbit movies that yeah. are coming out in a couple of years. Uh, his, his stuff is just visually awesome. Yeah, he did, also did Hell boy and uh, the golden army he's 45 john o'hurley uh seinfeld's yeah. jay peterman is uh 55 years old today I actually, does, uh, does the voice stuff for our sister station uh yes he does and also i saw him on uh this morning when i got up my tv wasn't on normally i you know i have it on abc when i get up in the morning it was on some other channel and i guess he hosts the uh Family Feud as well. Yeah. So I saw he was that. for a while. Is he still doing the syndicated I version? I think so, yeah. He's not very good at that. Yeah, uh, he's 55 today. Uh, Scott Bakula. You remember Quantum Leap? That was yeah. a great show when it was in its heyday. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I never got into it. Yeah. I, I loved it. it was Ziggy and, uh, yeah, it was a good show. And now he's on a new show with um, Ray Romano uh, that I, I saw because they're airing a lot of commercials. During. Everybody loves Scott Bakula. Uh, <laughs> no. yeah. It's him uh, and Andre Brower from uh, Glory and yeah. Scott Bakula, and they're airing a lot of the commercials. They turned the, Gloria the into a sitcom? They did. It, and <laughs> those are the two white guys. Where are you at? <laughs> the part where they whip him. Yeah. Oh, that's so ah, cute. Why, I gotta go out tonight. <laughs> is you old man or you old woman? <laughs> forget. Forget. That's a great movie, by the way. All right. Uh, Tony Shalhoub, uh, Monk, and uh, Men in Black movies. Galaxy Quest. Great actor. Very and fun Wings. guy. And Loved Wings. him on Wings. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah. He's 56. And then the last birthday I saw is Robert Wool. Oh, uh, yeah. Arliss and uh, Batman and um, uh, Bull Durham. And, and uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And he also had that, um, that history series on HBO. Yeah, which was good. Yep. Where he would go to uh, universities? Mm -hmm. That one, yeah. Uh, he's 58 years old today, so there you go. Your birthdays. Let's get an answer to the stupid question. In uh, CB Radio Lingo, what is the numeric code for going to the bathroom? And, and I'm going for, uh, you know, number one. Okay. Peeing, uh, to be, if you just want me to describe <laughs> Scientific. it. Scientific. Uh, Taking a wit. You're urinating. Let me go to Scott. As opposed to going poo-poo. <laughs> Scott, are you there? I am here. Uh, what? <laughs> plucking that chicken, guys. Hey, uh, plucking that chicken. Keep plucking that chicken. Keep plucking that chicken. <laughs> Thank you for saying plucking, by the way. All right, Scott, what's the answer, man? That would have to be 10-100. Yes, you're right. <laughs> and then 10-200 uh, would be... Dropping a deuce. Poo-poo, mm. as you said, Steve. Uh, let me see, Scott. We're going to set you up with uh, California Case in Season 1 and 2 on DVD. All right, my man? Awesome. Thanks, guys. Right, you got it, buddy. Hang on a second. And uh, California Cation, here he comes. Rick Springfield guest stars on the third season of the hit Showtime original series, California Cation. And that's Sunday night at 10 on Showtime. Before the cell phones, the CB stuff was was a blast. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. It was it was cool. You could ride around and talk to people, but you had to use that, that sort of code. Yeah, and you had to use a handle. You didn't yeah, use your handle. Yep, yep. yep. So, and yep. Uh, what, what kind of a CB did you... Because we had the... I think it was Pace was the the main oh, maker of CBs. I couldn't tell you the yeah. name of it, uh, the kind that we 
Yeah, but we it had just a, looked ridiculous. You'd see these little cra- like gremlins around with this huge antenna array on the yeah, back, big whip antenna. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. The back. What was your dad's handle? Do you remember? Oh, Jizzmaster. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I forget. This has been many years. I think my dad's might have been. Jeez. Your dad's very wow. progressive. <laughs> I think my dad's was like the Big C or something like that. The Big C? Yeah, his name is Cullen. Oh, okay. So C. It's cancer, thought, isn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah, that is. Yeah, you're right. big, big C is I cancer. was thinking of a different C. Oh. Yeah, no, me no, too. No, no. Uh, well, the master. Yeah. <laughs> my dad and your dad should have hung, <laughs> hung out. Yeah. They should have been buddies. a rolling porn show. All right, well, listen, speaking of rolling porn shows, a 56-year-old woman is suing Dr. Phil McGraw, two producers, and another doctor for false imprisonment, practicing without a license and indecent exposure, Whoa! Uh, along with battery, fraud, and more. Uh, People Magazine reports that Shirley Ray Dew claims... I'm a bitch and proud of it. ...that she was seeking therapy in the TV doctor's office two years ago when she was allegedly held captive, captive and, quote, forced to be in the same room with a completely live naked man while he exposed his what? entire naked body. Body, genitals and all. I am a sexy, what? sassy bitch. <laughs> That's what he was saying while he was doing it. Six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. Uh, Wait, was this supposedly part of her therapy? I think she's insane because yeah. she's representing herself. Are you effing stupid? Exactly. Yes, apparently. Uh, do Something a- tells me that at this point in Dr. Phil's career, he would not leave himself right. open for uh, this kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, and Preston, when I saw that she was representing herself... Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, do who claims another woman will be joining her suit, uh, alleges that she was deprived of food and water, brainwashed, and subjected to edited tapings depicting her as a different personality other than her own. Uh-huh. And she also claims that Dr. Phil touched her left breast during a therapy session. She said that Dr. Phil is nothing like what he's That's like. That's the sound of him tickling the breast. Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> Don't you make the honk honk sound press? I do, but I'm going to start doing that. Hey, hey, honey. All right, well, anyway, um, she claims that another woman will be joining her suit and said that uh, Dr. Phil is nothing like what he's like on TV. You have no, he has hair and he's black. No idea what I and this other woman went through. Uh, the plaintiff, who is acting as her own attorney, filed a malpractice suit against an Orange County hospital in 2002 and sued a car dealership in 2007. So she's a little sue happy. Uh, people reports that she filed for bankruptcy in 2008, so she's going after Dr. Phil. Khloe Kardashian and L.A. Lakers player Lamar Odom held their wedding ceremony nearly two weeks ago, but the couple has no <laughs> imminent plans to honeymoon. Uh, Chloe told People Magazine on Wednesday that work obligations are keeping them work. from uh, deciding <laughs> on a trip. <laughs> He's an NBA player and she does a reality show. You're right, yeah. and the season hasn't started yet, right? No. Uh, they live a honeymoon. <laughs> this is their wedding. That's her. Come down the Godzilla theme is yeah. her wedding theme. Um... Meanwhile, it's uh, she said, "I'm filming, and he has a season until who knows." I'm filming, and he has another season in the NBA uh, until who knows when. Uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, and Chloe wild in Miami. Meanwhile, it's unclear. (laughs) 
whether Chloe's second E reality venture, Chloe and Courtney Take Miami, will be uh, back in South Florida. A pregnant Courtney said, we may go back to Miami. We're all deciding what we want to do next. We're just girls having fun on the beach. I'll bring the baby with me wherever I go, so we'll see. You know, Nick, speaking of, uh, you know, you said that they, they basically live a honeymoon, yeah. you know, and that they, they're supposedly working. Well, you know, I'm friends with, with a couple of the guys, you know, from working with the Sixers, and they used to say the same thing. They'd be like, oh, I have work today. <laughs> and, like, laugh after they said it. Really? Yeah, yeah so they They'd know. laugh, like, yeah, they know. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to practice. It's, yeah. You know, it's something they love to do, most exactly. of them. It, you know, it's not really work. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. I hate to do it, but uh, there's John and Kate News. Oh! Hey! hey. Uh, the- <laughs> We need to have like a theme song. Yeah, for this we now. Yeah. Like, we have the actual theme. They have a theme, do they not? There's so no, much it's of like, it. It may be a tough life, but it's our life. It's all- <laughs> life. <laughs> life. Yeah. That was yeah. really good. Um, <laughs> Kate did something the other day that I didn't hate her for. Uh, uh, did you see the footage? Funny or die? No. Nah, well, yeah, it was a bit on uh, Jay Leno. Oh, that's where, that's what no, it was. What, it was what'd a, you do? It, it was like a TMZ show, but it was JMZ, and it was basically. Like, she's gone so loony because she's got eight kids that she te- treats everybody like a child. So these paparazzi come, and they're bugging her, and she puts one of the paparazzo in timeout, and then, yeah. like, wipes the other paparazzo's mouth with her spit. It's yeah. actually it's actually pretty well done. Really? You, you can find it, Nick, right. on... Uh... Well, she then she's taking the right path, then. She is. She's trying to be more appealing like that. You know what? And it's bizarre, but in that video, she looked kind of cute. She really? looked cute. Wow. She, she, when they went away uh, on vacation this summer, and they were on the beach, and she was in a bikini, she yeah. looked... I mean, she's had some work done, but so what? She looks good. Uh, well, he's, he's, just, he's just packing on the pounds. Yeah, he, he is. He, just, he looks he like a sumo wrestler now. Uh, these two, are, they're going to face off in court next Tuesday to address the $230,000 that John allegedly took from the couple's joint bank account. Uh, the hearing, which was set for the 7th, uh, was... Was delayed after the wife of the judge in the case passed away. Uh, TMZ.com reports that the estranged couple will appear before an arbitrator who could order John to return the money that he took from the account and uh, could even be held in contempt. Uh, and uh, John's lawyers have filed legal papers contesting Kate's claim that he took the money and accusing her of misappropriating funds. Now, meanwhile, sources told the website that uh, John struck a deal with a television show to film his kid's birthday party, uh, even though he is the one who halted production on Johnny Kate Plus 8, claiming that it was detrimental to the children. Well, there you go. What he was what it was really detrimental to was his pride because he yeah. is pretty much off the show now. Yeah. So if he's trying to finagle things like this, it shows he's really wanting back on the show and doesn't give a rat's ass about how it affects the kids. And listen I rest to this, my case. Listen to this statement. Uh, Kate's lawyer responded to the development by saying, I've never seen a greater hallmark for hypocrisy personified. <laughs> wow. Snap. <laughs> no, That's you totally. didn't. Uh-uh. Uh, let me see what else here. Uh, Christy Brinkley and her ex-husband, Peter Cook, were in court on Wednesday where they each accused each other of violating the terms <laughs> of their settlement and custody agreements. Ah, that's wonderful. Uh, both sides went as far as to say that the other should be thrown in jail. And Brinkley for allegedly trying to sabotage her ex-relationship with the two, with their two children. And Cook for speaking out about their divorce on talk shows and allowing his girlfriend to spend time with their kids. These people hate yeah, each they other. Do. Theirs they is do. as bad as the, uh, the Alec Baldwin yeah, one. But she has every right to hate him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, he was banging a 19-year-old cashier and leaving money for and her. And leaving money remember? for her. Yeah. But, like she was extorting him like under a put, rock. Like, yeah. Yeah. He'd leave <laughs> right. money, thousands of dollars under a rock for her. Wow. Uh among Cook's charges is that Brinkley refused to give over his son Jack's passport so that he could travel to Egypt with his dad. 
He didn't want to go to Egypt. Uh, the New York Post quotes him as having said, she is doing everything she can to ruin my relationship with my kids. I'm oh. trying to move on with my wife, and I wish she would do the same. Uh, Brinkley's attorney... What? Dis- are you going to uh, cry now? Uh, Brinkley's attorney dismissed that claim, put forth her own allegations about the talk shows, and demanded Cook sell the boat that the couple used. Yes, sell the boat. Please. In a hardware store. In a <laughs> hardware store. Uh, let me see here. How about this? Uh, Marge Simpson will reportedly be on the cover of November's Playboy magazine. Wow. wow. He reports that the cartoon character will be featured in a three-page pictorial <laughs> complete with an interview and data sheet to mark the Simpsons' 20th anniversary. Will we see the blue bush? I heard on ABC News this morning they said that she will be naked. So no I don't. I don't know if they'll do it. Or not. I She'll think probably be a hand bra. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking something like that. They'll show the butt, you know. But. I hate this stuff. <laughs> like the the little videos on there of of the cartoons having sex. Oh, I'm the just, actual you know straight what? up hardcore porn. Yeah. And you have never seen the Jetsons. It's so dumb. Because Come when on. Judy has to convince Dad to give her money to go to the mall, oh yeah. my god, it's awesome. It's so wrong. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how this turns out. Uh, let me. See. Yeah, Jane, why don't you take the dog for a walk? <laughs> Uh, let me see here. Par- just a couple more quick things. Paris Hilton is reportedly ready to quit clubbing in Los Angeles. Right, right. Because the scene has become too brutal. It's too passe. Uh, brutal, she- or does no one care about her anymore? She quoted. She's yeah, quoted a little bit of that too. By London's The Sun saying, "I work so much, I have to get up at six a.m. every oh day. Oh my god, oh, you poor thing. So I don't really have time to go clubs like I used to go to clubs like I used to." Uh, she added, "I went out the other night. It was brutal, cheesy people, and annoying. Wow. I didn't have fun." But Vegas is fun. We always have fun there. <laughs> it's a fun place That's to have said. fun. Swear to God. That's the quote. <laughs> That's uh, great. She's so void it's like of it's like a monkey sitting at a typewriter. You're right. You're right. But it's like all monotone. <laughs> I don't know. It's the cheesy people there. We could like to go to Vegas. I didn't Vegas have fun. Is fun. Fun is Vegas. Yeah, we Vegas always is have fun. fun. Love is good. Love is blind. All right, and then uh, is she dating anyone right now? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, John Madden. Oh, no, the football guy. Yeah. Wow. Those well, two would make a cute couple. Guys. Yeah, he retired. retired. Yeah. All right, and then uh, final story. Nicholas Cage allegedly owes uh, millions of dollars in income taxes. Mm-hmm. TMZ.com reported uh, the guy. You know, I'm not a multimillionaire star, but uh, I know, remember to file my income tax. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, they obtained a... I take an extension, but I do. Notice of a federal tax lien that claims that the actor owes six million two hundred and fifty seven thousand dollars. You know what? He, he cranks out a decent paycheck because all of his movies are not that expensive. Make some money, and he always has points in the movie. And that's from 2007. That's not all. According to uh, another federal tax lien obtained by TMZ, Cage owes thousands more in unpaid taxes. He owes seventy grand from 2002, 179,000 from 03, 110,000 from 04. Didn't he have a, like a German castle that he just sold? Yeah, something like that. And now he owes uh, his total is uh, 6.6 million and change. Uh, uh Nicholas Cage estate. Uh it's apparently what he owes uh the uh, the IRS. So, right, maybe in some big trouble. He could probably scare up that money. All right, let's uh let's do clips. Yeah! I got uh, two of these today. And uh, John C. Riley stars in the new movie Cirque de Freak, uh, the vampire's assistant, and he talks about the on-screen chemistry with newbie actor Chris Masaglia, I think. Uh, here we go. Chris and I have made a real connection uh, as the characters. It's funny, you think that the more experience someone has, the better actor they are, but in, in a lot of cases, sometimes... 
people who are new to acting really bring a great instinct to it. And Chris has a real emotional honesty that I think is going to really pay off when you watch the movie. Hey, you want to play with me? And uh, that opens on the 23rd. And then I got one more. Uh, the movie... Uh, new comedy couples retreat, which, by the way, it was horrible reviews in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, uh, starring longtime friends and collaborators Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. The duo actually wrote the screenplay together, and here Vaughn talks about writing the script. You know, I've always written in, with Favs in, in on all my movies. I just never took credit before. You know, Breakup was my idea, and I worked with Jane Jeremy, who were great, but I wrote a, with with them uh, that movie. And then Wedding Crashers, me and Owen rewrote that entire movie. And I think a lot of times there's a collaboration like that. Uh, this one particularly was. Uh, was my original idea and I asked Fabio to take a first pass at us and we talked we hadn't done something in a while so this could be fun and then his he did a first pass and then his obligations went to Iron Man <laughs> so that opens this week it's set in Bora Bora and I actually have a friend who's in Bora Bora right now it's supposed to be oh, yeah. be unbelievably beautiful it was it was on our list of places that we wanted to go for yeah. our honeymoon but it, in, in reality like 19 20 hours whatever it would have taken to get there i was like you know what i just want to get on with my honeymoon where is it where um, is borbor dude like super duper south pacific yeah. okay all right Super duper. Yeah, like way, <laughs> way down. down it's the super duper island chain. Yeah, it's like way down there. It's like, like yeah. It's an archipelago, Steve. There's yeah, a yeah. ring of fire, and then there's the super duper. Right. Yeah, I was super dupers. The lower super dupers, <laughs> right. as opposed to the upper super dupers. It's like near Tahiti. Yeah. yeah. Okay, down there. Uh, uh, in the uh, Bartle Dew district. Yeah. Got yeah. The super dupers. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, anyhow, that movie opens this weekend. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. MMR rocks now. Hey, aren't they uh, They're exploding the moon right now? Yeah. yeah they're going to blow it up. It, it's blocking our view of Uranus. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's taking place now or, or close to now at any, at any moment there. Yeah, they're actually, they've uh, shot a... Um, an explosive device to a crater on the moon. This is uh, because of the the recent um, findings, or the recent uh, belief that uh, the the parts of the moon that really ever, never see the sun might have frozen water yep. in deep craters. Yeah, and uh, therefore could uh, help out for a moon base. Yeah, should they decide to do that. They down can put out a, a nice well out there. Which yeah. would bring the bucket out. Be awesome. <laughs> uh, so they're going to drop this pretty. Pretty strong explosive device, not quite uh, atomic level. But they're saying just, they're saying up close, but yeah. not full atomic. Like it'll shoot debris like a mile up in uh, into the atmosphere. Well, I'm, not atmosphere, but you know above the surface of the moon. I'm sure this will come as a great surprise to the uh, to the creatures that live. Oh yes, yeah. the space gorillas, <laughs> the space gorillas, yeah. that live in those uh, craters. Uh, but but uh, it, it, it's very cool. Yeah, I like blowing up things on other planets. I yeah. think it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but uh, who knows? What better way to start an intergalactic war? This may lead to uh, uh, eventual colonization on the moon. Which yeah. Is, uh, was it the incredible. movie or the book, The Time Machine, uh, where they try to yeah. like, blow up the moon and they end up like splitting it in two? Yeah, they were, I guess, trying to control tides or trying to control weather a little bit more. And then one theory is blowing up the moon will help do that. Uh, and they didn't. It didn't work well. <laughs> That's one of the less drastic ones. Yes. Yeah. Well, we could. Uh, I don't know. Kind of uh, follow the weather patterns or blow up the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyhow, we're trying to get some um, uh, video of this. I, I'm hoping that uh, I'm, I'm sure that they, they taped will. a camera to it. They will have a uh, <laughs> uh, 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 video footage of that close yeah. up from a telescope. What's it say? <laughs> this is Obama's first. This is an instant message. This is Obama's first act of military aggression against the moon people. <laughs> no blood for moon rocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's true. Uh, but they're doing that. Hey, I saw this online, um, and this is from uh, Cracked.com, which is a great website. They come up with these great lists occasionally uh, that I'll stumble across. And this one is called 
seven secrets that only two living people know for some Ooh. reason. Oh, yeah. And, I, yeah. and at first I was like, what the hell is this all about? And and then after I started to read it, I was like, okay, I understand. This makes total sense. I'll give you an example. Number seven, the formula for Coca-Cola. Only two people how? living know what the actual formula is. This is long oh, yeah. rumored to be, um, you know, one of one of the great. In fact, there was a... Um, uh, 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 Story you had a while ago, Preston, where there was uh, industrial espionage yes. involved, and guys did some heavy, or were were going to be sent on some heavy jail time because they were attempting to steal the formula yeah. for Coca Cola. Yeah. I mean, is it? Uh, don't all like colas sort of taste well, the same and, anyway? And, and wouldn't you think it'd be fairly <sighs> easy to figure out what technology with the chemist and stuff? Yeah, yeah. To, to figure out what's right. in it, but but it, it's still the, one of the great elusive ones, and uh, and and I think the deal is that when they when they send out the the, the stuff that it's it's already sort of pre mixed the the syrups you yes. know it, uh, however it's done they maintain that only two people currently know this yes. formula they said only two coke executives know it urban legend says they each only know half uh, but that's false. Uh, that, that part was invented uh, for an old ad campaign. But only two executives know it. And then when one of them dies, Some the person who moves up, or or, or if, they, if uh, that's who they will bring the next uh, person into the fold with. Yeah, it's well, pretty but wild. You, but is that? Do you think that that's actually true? Because um, Pete Chiraki from Chickies and Pete's, he yeah. claims that he is the only one that knows the. Um, the cheese recipe for for his crab fries and that, really well that, he's got to I assume give that to, not unless he's making well, so all the crab I mean. fries there well and these two and people I, can't, I seriously doubt that that's what I mean these two people can't possibly be making all of the I mean I know you said it's probably premixed syrups that are sent out but I don't know is it is it actually true you know it's the same yeah, thing that I've heard and it might be on the list as well Preston the the original Kentucky Fried Chicken recipe it is it is on the list in fact Steve there was a couple of years ago I think they had. Uh, they moved the written down recipe and they had like a, they had like a, 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 a motorcade and security agents and it was what? in a secured briefcase. Now, is and that they moved it from one location yeah. from one bank to another because the Coke, uh, um, secret, uh, secret formula is kept in an undisclosed SunTrust bank in Atlanta. And, uh, to keep SunTrust on the side, Coke gave them 48.3 million shares of stock <laughs> as well as having executives from each company sit on the other other's board of directors that is the link that they go to that's insane now do are these guys ever in the same place at the same time like or it's like the president and vice president or can they ever travel in the same car like what if that car crashes or that plane crashes it, it it says the company has policies surrounding the secret that range from the paranoid as in the two executives who knew the formula could not fly on the same plane the worst case scenario or to the bizarre no one could find the formula without god jesus and elvis present or something to that extent now i, I don't know casey they may huh. have policies where they can't be together there's this can't uh, fly together uh this hot- can't have sex yeah there's this hot dog stand uh around the corner from where i grew up it's called the last stand and the hot dogs are great but this guy uh he made this secret sauce and it was like it was sort of a thousand chi- island well no it was sort of a chili sauce it wasn't necessarily chili ketchup like you- mayo and relish right? <laughs> you didn't ask for chili you asked for sauce and this guy um he would make it at home and then he would bring the sauce over to the last stand and then he ended up he, he passed away about a year ago yeah and the sauce the, the recipe for this secret sauce apparently Died with I- him no 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 thank god 
Um, it, it was like in a safe at his house. So, oh, like, okay. It, he was the only person who knew how to make. It was the sauce. on a piece of paper. It said Thousand Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like a chili I, sauce. No, I have I have a friend who who makes this awesome uh, uh, pasta sauce, or she would say gravy, uh, and it is outstanding. It is her grandmother's recipe, and she and her grandmother are the only ones that know it. And within the family, they will not share it with you. Do you know what the active ingredient is? No, Thousand Island. Thousand Island. <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me let me go to uh, Andy. And I, I know there are people that have within their oh, families God, a yeah. secret recipe and, that they and, will not tell and anyone. And refuse to give it up. Hey, Andy, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Hey, uh, what's your question? Well, you got the uh, the big one in Pennsylvania would be the 33 for Rolling Rock. Uh, I know the answer to that. And, and I know that there are many rumors as to what that is. But apparently the 33... Uh, is the the number of words in that uh, paragraph on the back of the Rolling Rock bottle? And they, is that right? They had sent it to the uh, uh, you know a a print shop or whatever who were going to do up a printarium, and there are thirty three words. And the the person who was in charge of putting that together just wrote the number thirty three at the bottom to indicate <laughs> how many words there are because I guess they charge by character or by words mm. when you go to a printer to get that stuff done, and that's apparently what the thirty three means. And they just. They assumed that that when they sent it out to get it done, that the 33 was part of the whole message, and they just left it on the bottle. That's cool. And it was an accident that happened, and they're just like, well, we made all these bottles. Let's just leave it that way. And it's become kind of a, a little bit of lore about uh, huh. about Rolling Rock. So it was, it was sort of no. accidental. It was, yeah. And but now it's, it's like just... Like Planet of the Apes. It was, uh, originally, it was just hairy guys who showed up. <laughs> really? And you guys look like gorillas. All right. Uh, I guess it's an ape planet now. Wow. Uh, well, I guess then technically it would be 34. Because, I know. Yeah. Well, because they had to charge for the characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So anyhow. All right. Well, another right. one, Steve, is the uh, is KFC. Uh, the, the original recipe the original that Harlan Sanders. 11 Herbs and Spices. The uh, the secret KFC recipe dates back to the 1930s when Harlan Sanders uh, served chicken to people who stopped at his gas station in Kentucky. Was Harlan Sanders a legitimate colonel in anything? Uh, no. Well, there's a distinction in Kentucky. Right. My dad is a Kentucky colonel, okay. actually. And I don't know how you get it. It's uh, he, he got it through the University of Kentucky, and I don't know. It's just some kind of a distinction. You go to colonel school? You go to colonel school, and they take <laughs> okay. care of it. Okay. Uh, but as with Coke, only two executive uh, executives have access to the recipe for KFC's 11 herbs and spices, and uh, the recipe is at the KFC headquarters, and uh, you have no chance of getting it because they have got it. Uh, they said, uh, the, the uh, security expert says, uh, we fortified the ceiling and the floor uh, with concrete bricks two feet thick. Uh, we put in motion sensors and a CCTV that's hooked up to security downstairs. They have 24-7 armed guards downstairs. Uh, so in the amount of 30 seconds, you'll have uh, somebody up here. Once you're in here, you have two people with two keys and two different PIN numbers. Wow. And that's what you have to have. Yeah. Really? I mean, like, even if I had the recipe, what am I going to do? Make it at home? Well, no, I'm going to go down the street and get what it. What they're worried about yeah. is is a is a competing company. And now, mind you, it doesn't hurt in the publicity department that they go to these great lengths to right. protect these these things. But there is, you know, there. Is somebody to steal uh, the formula? And I, I happen to love the original recipe, yeah. uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. So that might be worth something to a competing company. You know what else? And uh, a while when I still lived in St. Louis, they opened up a, they put a, um, um, a Mormon temple. They built one there, and it was there was a big deal about it, and there was a lot of secrecy around this right. whole thing. So I got, I started digging on the internet, figuring, trying to. I, I know nothing about the the Mormon faith, so I started to dig around a little bit about that, and apparently there are these. Like these golden plates. 
that that carried the the word of of Mormon the uh, um, Moroni. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the angel Moroni had given to John Smith, and that his name. Yep. yep. Yeah, and uh, and apparently. Only the head of the church can actually see these golden plates. Nobody else so can. So at any given point in time, there's only one individual yes. who has seen these plates it's, living. Yes. And uh, and so that's a secret that they keep. Does he eat on them? I do not know. It's not that kind of a <laughs> oh, plate. Oh, sorry. It's actually a... Uh, these are very it, good plates, aren't they? No, these are... <laughs> they really keep the rolls warm. <laughs> They're tablets, and they're written in a kind of... Uh, um, uh, uh, what, what are the Egyptians? Latin. No, no, what are the, the Egyptians? Oh, uh, hieroglyphics? Like, hieroglyphics? They're, yes, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a type of hieroglyphic. Have you ever seen the South Park about that? No. It, it's quite funny and very um, skewing uh, and irreverent of the uh, Mormon faith, but it's right. um, also accurate, and it, it talks about how Joseph Smith was the only one who knew that these plates existed and then got everybody else to believe it. Hmm, hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Steve. Hey, Steve, good morning. Good morning, you guys rock. Thanks, Steve. Oh! What's going on, man? Hey, I just wanted to correct Casey on the last damn secret recipe. It was Jackie's mom who actually makes it. She's still alive. Oh, she is still alive. Okay. Yes. All right. Oh, and, so and the lure is it, really good. Yeah. Oh, dude, it is so good. Where is this? What is this again? It's it's called the Last Stand. It's on McDade Boulevard. You know where Nifty Fifties is on yeah, McDade yeah, Boulevard. Sure. It's actually right across yeah, the street. Yeah, you've talked about this before. Yeah. yeah. It's also a Mormon temple. It's a Mormon <laughs> temple as well. Yeah. But you uh, get to eat on those golden plates. plates. It's awesome. <laughs> Sweet. So, so nothing gets on the carpet. Wow. Um, no, but it, it's. You know, it is so good. In fact, I think I'm going to go there today. Well, you know, in, in, in my in my uh, family, my extended family, uh, my mother-in-law has a, a brownie recipe that she refuses to give up to anybody. Really? Yeah. Can I try one? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring mine in. My mom has a cake recipe. My mom doesn't really cook that often or mm -hmm. bake, no. but she she has this cake recipe that we've had that she's had since we were kids, and it's like one of the only good things that she makes. And uh, <laughs> it is spoken it really like is. a loving daughter. <laughs> it, it is. She will tell you yeah. that. Um, and she makes homemade whipped cream with it, and it's like the best thing. Everyone yeah. loves it, and she you know she only makes it every once in a while for a special occasion, you know, someone's birthday or something like that. But yeah, nobody knows the recipe, and she refused to give it up. Uh, I think you know I think she would give it to me. If I asked her, but right. uh, but there are other family members that have asked, and she won't give it to them. Here's here's a couple others that are on the list, and this is from uh, Cracked.com. It's the uh, top seven secrets, and only two living people know. The other one is uh, the location of Oliver Cromwell's head. Who the hell really? is Oliver I Cromwell? I don't know. He was uh, Cromwell. <laughs> there was a, like a, a transition between the monarchy yep. and uh, the presidency and prime ministers in. England, and he was sort of this uh, transitory figure, and I guess apparently his head went missing at some point. I didn't know about the head legend. King Charles II ordered his body dug up so that it could be killed again, apparently. That's yeah. how much okay. they hated this guy. Yeah, I think they, they did. He was sort they, of a rebel rouser. They did the thing where they um, uh, took the his arms and his legs to the four different corners of England like uh, they did to... Uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. Uh, Braveheart. I think that was one of those cases. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they FedExed him. Uh, the <laughs> Let me see here. When, when the, your limbs absolutely have to be there overnight. <laughs> The apparently the uh, the the final owner of the head who sometimes showed the head to school children died in nineteen fifty seven. It's like that scene in uh, in Tropic Thunder. Really pissed off the monarchy. And only two professors at Cambridge University's Sydney Sussex College know this. Now, why are they uh, given this know. very select information? Because they're super duper smart. And they live in the, the Super Duper Islands. Let me see here. Another one is the location of Lena Blackburn's baseball rubbing mud. All right. Okay. What? Not what familiar is, with this one. Either. No. no. Uh, what there, is the what is the legend a, here? There's a special mud in Major League Baseball. Absolutely depends on it. Uh, brand new baseball just out of the box is slippery so much so that a pitcher has no control when throwing it. 
unless it is dirtied up a bit first. So an umpire spends a lot of his time before a game rubbing mud into dozens of balls. <laughs> yes, I've done that. Uh, but not just any mud works. Uh, before the 1930s, teams tried all kinds of substances, including tobacco oh, yeah. juice and shoe Rubs polish. Some mud into your balls. Uh, but uh, let me see here. Um, I'd really like to rub some mud in your balls. Apparently, uh, a no-name player turned coach was walking near his house in New Jersey when he stumbled upon some strange mud. What the hell? <laughs> what strange mud? And obviously, if you rub me on your balls, you'll play better. Obviously. The mud can you're, speak. You're talking mud. <laughs> That's right. And only you can hear me. What the? Uh, Scoop me up quickly and sell me to Major League Baseball players. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, the mud could talk. <laughs> Obviously, having That's a... why it's such a secret. Yeah, wow. Only two people... That only it. tell two others of my existence. <laughs> you know, like Coke and Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> and all that Cromwell said. But uh, no one really knows that story. <laughs> It's not like every day you drive by a place that serves Oliver Cromwell's head, but you do with Kentucky... Oh, I'm not getting lost. <laughs> Uh, obviously having a eureka moment uh, to rival Archimedes. Uh, Blackburn took some home and tried it out, and it worked brilliantly. And only mud business owner Jim Bentif, Bentliff and his wife know the secret of the, of mud. the mud. That is correct. I, have, I guess I have sort of heard of this. And and it all is known is that it was found on a uh, tributary of the Delaware River, somewhere wow. near Palmyra, New Jersey. No kidding! So, so is... Huh? This is something huh. that uh, do we do we believe uh, or at least what they're indicating makes it into just about every Here, well listen it says Blackburn and his business partner John Haas never revealed the location of anyone going so as far as to shovel 500 pounds of the mud themselves every year well into their 80s when Blackburn died probably Hell no them. one of me uh, his uh, he brought his son-in-law Bentliff in on the secret Bentliff Who's made this? a yearly trip into his seventies along with his son Jim to gather all the mud they need. For Come him. on, talk for, for him. Yeah. Talk for him. <laughs> it was talking to me all day yesterday. <laughs> Don't be that way. Oh, I hate when you get like this. Oh, god damn it! You're making me look like an idiot to my nephew. When I played um, like travel baseball, it was like one of my first years in baseball. My, my coach handed me a box of baseballs, and he, was, and he told me to get them dirty. Rub some before, dirt on your balls. He told me to get them dirty before the game. And how many balls come in a box? Like 12 or something like that? Yeah. Well, he, he wasn't paying attention to me. I didn't know how to dirty up a ball. I scuffed every single one of these balls up because I was like rubbing it in the dirt and like with all the gravel. So every single ball <laughs> oh, was just, just like ripped up, like ripped up oh, and dirty. Terrible. I didn't know. Thanks, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. No, you needed to get some of this mud. The, yeah. the talking mud. Yeah. So that's um, lean up Blackburn's baseball rubbing mud. Mm. All right. Another uh, secret that only two people on earth know, and I've always wondered about this, is the Farmer's Almanac weather formula. Huh. There are people that live and die by this book. Uh, yeah. For years, it was pretty much considered the the uh, absolute go to source. Yep. For planning out your crops and yep. all of that other stuff. And some people do still claim yeah. that it's uh, that it is accurate that's what i was gonna say is it even still accurate? no we've checked it out a few times it's pretty inaccurate uh you ask uh blaris when he comes yeah, in yeah. he'll scoff at it he, yeah. he finds that <laughs> stuff ridiculous yeah. but, but he uh, uses uh, five robotic computer models too yeah 
Uh, the Farmer's Almanac has interesting facts, stories, light humor, charming woodcuts. And yeah, nothing much, like much farm more. humor. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, this is uh, great, but other almanacs have this stuff, too. However, can uh, farmers keep its edge over classics like Poor Richard's by being the best at what farmers care about, predicting the weather? Uh, the formula is apparently... Because they're predicting every day for the next year. It says that uh, Farmer's Almanac editor Sandy Duncan... And, really? From and, uh, the Hogan family? Wow. I don't know. Hell and I. Uh, she and an anonymous meteorologist are the only ones who know the secret. Okay, and uh, it says so. There, there is a system that they use because you can you can look into the farmer's almanac and uh, and you can find out is it going to rain on December twenty. Well, listen to this. It says the, only... the the two hundred year old formula has an eighty percent accuracy rate, even though Wait, predictions eighty percent accuracy rate. Uh, even though predictions are made two years in advance. It's two years in advance? Now, it says, how do you know that? Well, the Almanac told us. How do we know that they're right? Uh, uh, it says, we just told you they're accurate 80% of the time. I'd like to know what the Almanac says for today and this week. Yeah, it's... I. Does it, does it go day-to-day? It does? Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And seasonal and, and uh, what things are going to be like overall. Um, but well, the formula is kept in a it locked in a black box somewhere in the Almanac's headquarters in New Hampshire. Uh, and it says here there's a video apparently that shows uh, Duncan shows on it. how the box can withstand almost any attempt to open it. So they keep it, you know... Uh, tight as can possibly see. I, I see that as being less critical than like the Coke formula and the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken formula stuff that could actually be stolen and someone could generate money off of. Right. Hang on. Let me go to uh, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Uh, Walker told me I had. Eight. Oh, I'm sorry to oh, hear that. I'm so sorry. But at least he broke the news to you. What's up, Kathy? Um, what about the uh, Krabby Patty? Krabby Patty. That is unknown. <laughs> Mr. Krabs only knows it. He, well, no, SpongeBob knows it too. Yes, yes. All right. There's the two people. Yep. When did SpongeBob get to know it? There is there's an episode where uh and it's so funny, Steve. It's where they um <laughs> Is it the one where Squidward has never tried one? No, no. And no. he finally eats it and loves it? No, that's a good one too. Yeah. No, but it's where they uh uh Plankton makes a robot Mr. Krabs. Oh yes, yes. And they uh Okay, you're right. Uh, and and they have to go through this certain ritual before and it's like, you know, an entire day long before, right, yeah. before SpongeBob can reveal the Krabby Patty recipe, but they never have shown one. Plankton is. is certainly trying though. Yes, exactly. Um here's another one. There there are two more left on this list of two things that only two living people know, or seven things that only two living people know. Number two is the subject of the song, You're So Vain. Right, right. Carly yes. Simon. Simon and who else? And the person? Well, she, uh, you know what, I guess so. I've always heard that the song is about Warren Beatty. No, it says uh, Carly Simon and Dick Ebersole. Dick wow. Ebersole? The only ones the, who, who was, know. Uh, who was sports, obviously, for NBC, yeah. and also uh, was the executive producer of uh, SNL for a couple of years. Yeah. and uh, Married to um, McMillan and Wife's, uh, what the hell? The one who the wife on. You know why Dick Ebersole knows? In 2003, I remember this, an auction was held on Martha's Vineyard where one of the lot, uh, the lots was a chance to know, uh, just who you're so vain was referring to. Dick Ebersole, president of NBC, won with a bid of $50,000. Uh, so he got it, and uh, apparently he was given a private performance by her as well. But yeah, the, the rumor is it's, it's about Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Susan St. James. Susan St. James, thank you. Who's Susan St. James? Dick Ebersole's wife. wife. Oh, okay. I heard that as well, Casey. I always heard there was Mick Jagger that it, that song was about. Hmm. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not about James Taylor either? No. But she was she was Mary with James Taylor. Yeah. I don't think so. By the way, the moon impact is about to happen. Ooh, right. really? Is Any it up second, on the screen? Yeah. All right. Are we watching it there's live? A, there's a link on our website, by the way, to uh, NASA's website. Okay, and then... Uh, and by the way, the, the crew that is commenting for the NASA channel, all really attractive men. Oh, really? <laughs> Riveting analysts? Oh, yeah. Weird, like, scientific mullet guy, too. 
And then uh, the last uh, one on this list is how do sea monkeys work? Oh. I, I assume that they they put an ad out or yeah. get their resumes going or yeah. uh, no, uh, not not work. <laughs> oh, and, like you know, labor. Monster.com, maybe? How, how do they work? I assume they hop on Monster.com. <laughs> it is a bit of a and mystery. And they see Sea Monkey listed, they answer the ad. Because these things remain dormant until you put them in water. And aren't, then, well, aren't then they, bang, all of a sudden they come alive. They're brine, aren't they? Yeah, they're brine shrimp. Uh, it says it may be it seem a bit ridiculous, but compared to some of the other inventions, uh, Harold von Braunt, uh, was, uh, this was a Nobel Prize winning science to him. Uh, he it should make a form of life that no one can figure out. He held 193 patents for such gems as X-ray specs. Oh, I love those. They and, never worked. Though. And invisible goldfish. Um, <laughs> he continued to tinker with the formula for his entire life, trying to get sea monkeys that would grow larger and live longer. Even at the age of 75, he was still involved to the day uh, running uh, the day-to-day -day running of his company until his death in 2003. Only Harold von Brunt, Brunt, I guess I yeah, sure, and, and his wife Yolanda. Yolanda! Uh, uh, <laughs> Are you still working with them goddamn shrimp? Oh, freaking day! I'm playing with my shrimp and my invisible fishes. You must be a street out your goddamn mind. Very fun, ass wife. Jesus! Get out of there. You need me, I'm gonna be at the salon. Um. <laughs> No matter how many times he changed the formula to sea monkeys or how huge the operation grew, Bront never told anyone but his second wife about it. And they always pitched the sea monkeys. I remember it was such a letdown as a kid because on the package they show them wearing crowns and holding scepters and acting in plays and they had human faces. Do you remember that, Preston? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, it's like, yeah. it's like fungus. It's like a, it's like a tadpole. They say in this story, though, it's possible that he might have been a Nazi, though. Uh, he was very good at keeping <sighs> secrets. And they don't mean that metaphorically. This he is, was a Nazi. Uh, there is strong evidence that money from many of his inventions was funneled directly to the Aryan nation. I want you to create invisible goldfish! Braunholtz was uh, ethically Jewish, uh, wrote for the newsletter... <laughs> Or ethnically Jewish, and uh, was keynote speaker at their rallies, and uh, even lit a burning Wait, cross. Soon we will have an army of blind shrimp. He was a Jewish. Rules the word. He was a Jewish Nazi. Yeah, a Jewish Nazi sympathizer. Wait a minute. Um, he was also apparently retarded. <laughs> Yeah, it says he was he was ethnically Jewish. He wrote for their newsletter, The Aryan Nation, was a keynote speaker at the rallies, and even lit a burning cross. That's not a good Jew. No. No, no barely not. It's like that one black guy who shows up for the Klan rally. Yeah. <laughs> All right, These anyway. guys seem like my kind of folk. <laughs> By the way, the... Um the Farmer's Almanac says, for this week, substantial rain spreads in from the west, followed by clear and cooler weather. I mean, we do have rain right now. Followed by clear and cooler weather. They're calling mm -hmm. for it to clear up later on today and uh, and then tomorrow a cooling trend. Uh, it's going to be 68 and then Sunday, 65. Next week, generally fair skies. Huh? That's that's weak. We'll see. Two weeks after that, blustery and cool northerly winds. How about, by the way, we're watching the uh, the footage of the NASA thing and, and you know, we're, we're used to seeing Apollo 13. Yeah, that sucks. There's like five or six guys. It looks like they're playing a, a game of Halo in somebody's bedroom. Right. What? That Not sucks. So that's what I was going to say. What? The, the, the moon explosion sucks. <laughs> Did we? Are, did it already happen? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. it they was basically applauding. a camera attached to whatever they were exploding. I, I wanted to see like a removed shot, know, shot of the explosion. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they got that. Something will come up later on, I'm sure. But oh, it's just a bunch of uh, 
space gorillas floating. Uh, <laughs> by the way, yeah. nature plays a Halloween trick. Stormy, especially for New England. And that is in the uh, north farmer's eastern, almanac. Yeah, okay. northeastern U.S. weather. Hang on a second here. Let me go to uh, a couple of quick calls. we got to take a break. Uh, i got Mark on the line. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good and you, man. Uh, what's up, buddy? You guys rock. Thanks, hey, man. Man. I appreciate it. Uh, first of all, um, Mike Rowe was involved on Dirty Jobs with making the mud for the baseballs. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, that cool. was one of the things. Did, did, they, did they figure it out? No, they, they just showed him. Oh, he helped he was, along. Uh, right, right, okay, because exactly. it's mud and Dirty yeah, Jobs, but, okay. But there was also um, a book. You can find it on the Internet, and it says, like, the, the most valuable recipes people always want to figure out. Some guy spent years and years and years, and there's a cookbook out, and he yes. figured out all these different recipes. I, I, I had something similar to that, and it's it's along the lines of Kentucky Fried Chicken. The, the, the right. recipe exactly. as well? And, uh, yeah. and, and like the uh, uh, the biscuits at Red Lobster, which are awesome. Uh, yeah, they're little things like that. Uh, never had a Red Lobster biscuit. Oh, they're really good. They're good. Never had <laughs> I, I'm not, I, everyone agrees they're good. I'm not yeah. a big fan of Red Lobster, no. but I would go and yes. just eat those biscuits, okay. man. They are so I, damn good. I'll go to places just for the bread. Bertucci's. Well, I love Bertucci's anyway, but Bertucci's rolls. So yeah. I understand the bread a girl who lived on my floor in the dorms in college worked at Red Lobster Press, and she, bring she, home. she would just bring them home and, and and walk down the hallway and hang little baggies on everyone's oh, door. Oh. So Do you know where she stored good. all of them? She had she uh, she had Oliver Cromwell's skull. Oh, oh. Hey, so she'd oh. hand them out as, as, a, as a bun yeah. warmer. That's Kidding. cute. All right. Uh, well, anyway, it's from uh, Cracked.com. The seven secrets only two living people know. If you want to check that out for yourself, you're listening to Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. MMR rocks now. It's going to be Deviants tonight at Club Risque in Philadelphia on Delaware Avenue. Very lovely ladies are going to be uh, appearing there tonight and then tomorrow night in Bristol. And uh, we welcome them to our studio. Three lovely ladies of the world of adult films, Sonny Leone, Tegan yeah. Presley, and I totally butchered My fault. Eva Angelina. <laughs> but they are here. This morning, how yeah, you doing, right. ladies? Good. Thank how are you? you. Thank you. Sorry about the the name thing. Everybody does it. It's okay. She's gonna have to spank you. Eva. Yeah, well, then I'll mispronounce it all morning. <laughs> Constantly. Oh, okay. We've had we've had Tegan no, and Sunny like in, yeah. right? Sunny, we've had you in a couple times, yeah. and, and Tegan, you did uh, a flash gab, yeah. Uh, last time, which is awesome. Yeah, and uh, you guys are headed back to uh, Club Risque again tonight, which is going to be... Our favorite club. Yeah, and uh, three of you on stage simultaneously? Is that what's going At once. Happen? Two ha shows a day. Have you guys ever worked together in a film at the same time? Well, Deviance. in Deviance. In Deviance? Yes. Okay, so... And, and that's what you're going to be... Prim uh, uh, Promoting? Getting, mm -hmm. getting people uh, copies of and all that stuff? Did you yeah. bring copies with you? Mm -hmm. uh, oh. Yes. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Not here, okay. We got the nod, but that was uh, false advertisement. So. <laughs> we'll get them for our, our research team. Yes, we to. want to make sure that we have done a lot of big <laughs> background check on that. Look at these things. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna play a game with you guys a little bit later on. We're also gonna put your our webcam is on if you guys don't mind hanging out for a little bit. That would be very cool. Uh, but uh, if we come out to the uh, uh, to the gig tonight and tomorrow, uh, will we have a chance to you know meet you close up and all that stuff? Yep. You're gonna meet us. You're gonna get movies, posters, eight by tens. 
the whole deal. Extra to hang out with yeah. us. And, and everyone, and people have reported back to us when they've come out to see you guys, and when you go do the risque stuff, you're very approachable, very friendly. It's not this, you're behind like a, a, a wall. Everything's pretty go- no, cool, right? It feels a wall mm-hmm. for maybe you. Maybe but... yes. oh, no. For me, it has to be. But yeah. no, that's do you, do you dig doing that, or does it does it get a little, uh, you know, it's, it's cool, but it can be awkward at times? No, this just, is my you... third or fourth time at Club Risque, so. Yeah, they set it up nicely, so, yeah. Uh, and by the way, Tegan, I think we, do we have the video of her in the flash cam? We do, yeah. Actually, uh, intern Nick put that we, together. We had such a great experience with her because, yeah. uh, she went above and beyond. We didn't know they had copies of her movie. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. Signing autographs and all yep. that stuff. That was a lot of fun. Yep. I even posted pictures on Twitter for you guys. That's right. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> I have it on my iPhone. Really? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right. Well, twit away. If anybody else wants to twit or twat, twat as they say, I, say twat. Listen, I, I've met two of you guys so far and, uh, you know, a, a couple of times. But, Eva, I'm really excited to meet you because I've actually seen your work for a long time. <laughs> I was uh, I was explaining a technique to uh, to Nick. That, that In fact, does. you were doing it on Nick. No, no. I was <laughs> so blown away by it. I, ca- I, cannot, yeah, too. <laughs> I cannot describe the technique. So, Preston, I actually drew you a picture. Oh, no. And that's the picture right there. Oh. That's her tongue. <laughs> Let me see. I'm, I'm like just so blown away. When I first saw it, I was like, whoa. I thought that was, that was uh, yeah. obviously first perfected yes. by Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, is there any way you can describe this on the radio? <laughs> they're, 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 yes, there. Wow. Uh, I don't even understand the picture. Uh, <laughs> okay, the mouth yeah, is the right. <laughs> No, there is no way. I guess if, if you were eating Here. a banana <laughs> yes. and decided to swallow the banana whole, and there happened to be, for some reason, a couple of cherries hanging to the bottom. <laughs> okay, I get it now. Your tongue would touch those. I didn't those. get it. Oh, okay. You got there it? Go. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Did that kind of... I think that's, that's absolutely uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Now do you see it, Kathy? No, I still don't see the picture. Uh, well, What's you the know tongue? what? So the, these I cherries like. have hair coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Weird cherries. That is beautiful. You don't see that? That picture? You don't no. do that? Really? <laughs> I do it, but I don't see it. Have somebody take a picture of Casey's drawing and put that on the website so you can understand <laughs> what, what we're talking is. about. We'll Casey, let me hold it well, up to well, the Well, bravo, then. That's, wow. um, yeah, outstanding. That's cool. That's we're going to play a, what, a porn or no. I think we're going to do porn or no a little bit later on. So uh, And using uh, we'll use some of the uh, titles that maybe some of these ladies yeah, have appeared in. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll have your chance to win some stuff. We'll give away some, uh, some things a little bit later on, but don't forget they are at uh, Club Risque in uh, Philly on Delaware Ave tonight and then in Bristol tomorrow night. So, ladies, have some coffee, relax a little bit, and we'll chat with you again in just a few minutes. So, uh, I love it. We have yeah. these yeah. beautiful ladies on the Bud Light Hot Cam at WMMR.com. We're going to do the Bizarre File now. And now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. We'll start with this. Explosives in a marijuana farm were discovered at a Southern California home doubling as a state-licensed child daycare center. And listen, these were discovered after a man blew off four of his fingers while mixing homemade explosives at the daycare center. Benjamin Kuzelka. Well, the kids need something to do. Benjamin Kuzelka remain hospitalized and will How's be arrested. How's everyone's grass coming? Uh, <laughs> they will be arrested when he's discharged along with his mother and brother. They were booked on suspicion of manufacturing illegal explosives, illegal growing of marijuana, and child endangerment. Authorities went to uh, Kuzelka's family daycare. It sounds at, reputable. After a local hospital reported that uh, Kuzelka walked in and said that he had shot himself in the hand. Doctors, however, became suspicious because 
the wound was inconsistent with a gunshot injury, and they called authorities. It blew off four of his fingers. It blew off my fingers at my daycare center. Investigators found explosives, a a sophisticated marijuana growing facility, and evidence that the home had been used as a state-licensed child care facility as recently as the day before. Wow. Uh, The The kids always seem so happy when they come home. uh, The home is is on a cul-de-sac in a remote area about 70 miles southeast of Los Angeles. Uh, The explosives were hidden outside, and detectives believe that Kuzelka moved them from his garage to the backyard while his brother was seeking medical treatment. Uh, A hazardous device team responded to the scene and diffused explosives in several controlled blasts throughout the day. And they don't know why they had these explosives. So they're looking at So the kids had something to play with. Hey, this is pretty messed up. Uh, A Lebanon, Pennsylvania woman who got national attention when she brought a loaded gun to her five-year-old daughter's soccer game. Do you remember this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She was shot and killed. Whoa. Uh, Melanie Hain, who was uh, hailed as a champion of Second Amendment rights and a pistol-packing soccer mom in the 2008 gun incident, and her husband, Scott Hain, were found dead at their home after a two-hour standoff with police Wednesday night. Authorities called it an apparent murder-suicide. Uh-huh. Autopsy, uh, autopsies are scheduled uh, for today. Neighbors People said, get passionate about soccer. Yeah. Uh, neighbors said that they noticed uh, nothing out of the ordinary during the day, but around 6.20 p.m., 911 was called after several... Uh, uh, several heard or saw the couple's children run from the house screaming, Daddy shot mommy. Oh, man. Oh. A neighbor said that uh, she had a feeling something bad would eventually happen to the, at the Hain home. She said she just wasn't right. You don't bring a gun to a kid's soccer game, and you don't wear a gun when you go shopping at Kohl's. Yeah. So she was a little bit over the top with the whole gun thing. No matter what kind of sale they're having. Uh, animal control officers in uh, Sioux City, Iowa, spent Wednesday morning cleaning up an unfortunate and inappropriate prank at a Sioux City home. Someone dressed an already dead deer in a clown outfit and wig <laughs> and funny. dropped it off for a family to see. Officers held it at the animal control center. Uh, someone found the deer on their porch, and officers suspect that it was a prank, uh, but they say that Not it's... Not just the deer happened to be casually dressed as a clown. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. they think it was a joke. Just actually. one of those jocular deer that wandered through the forest? Right, putting a wig on its yeah. antlers and... I'm going to do something different today. Having a good time, yeah. Uh, but they say that Rantlers. it's not. <laughs> they say that it's not funny, safe, or acceptable. It's acceptable. This is not acceptable. Shut up. <laughs> they said it's immature. <laughs> they said. <laughs> They said it's immature, it's illegal, it's a dead animal, and it doesn't need to be sitting on someone's porch. It needs to be disposed of by the right people. Right uh, on. Officers will dispose the animal yeah. appropriately. Power to the people. Of the animal appropriately. Now, another dead animal story. A maintenance crew discovered what looked like a mutilated body of and, sever, and a severed head on top of an Anchorage office building. A responding police officers had claimed once they discovered the remains uh, that it was a partial carcass of an ungulate. An Ooh. ungulate? Yes. It's a hoofed mammal. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Likely a moose. Uh, officers are not sure. <laughs> yep. Boot to bonnet. <laughs> officers are not sure how the remains got on the top of the building. How the moose got up there. Uh, and, and dead, no less. They said it could be a prank. or No, it's not a prank. <laughs> or someone. It's a new form of roofing. Or someone decided to skin a moose. If you really the, want to keep the heat in, we're going to put dead moose on your roof. They said someone decided to skin a moose under the midtown Anchorage sky. How romantic. Uh, it would have been possible for someone to fling the remains to the top of the one-story building. The spinal column and ribs had been there a while, and the maintenance crew... It could be a Alaskan predator. Uh, you think so? Yeah. All right, and then, uh, <laughs> let me see. We'll do, uh, we'll do one more quick story and then wrap things up. 
Uh, children visiting a zoo in Gaza may think that they're seeing zebras for the first time, but upon closer inspection, they are merely donkeys with dyed stripes. Not so cool. they're they're faking zebras. Yeah, the owners of the zoo say that at, fir at first they tried uh, using paint. Uh, but it didn't look very good, so instead they used masking tape and women's hair dye. What? Oh, my God. Awesome. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Swear to God. That is ridiculous. The elephant is a horse with a hose tape to its nose. <laughs> <laughs> the zoo, uh, the zookeepers say that... Uh, that children one fast elephant. <laughs> they say that uh, the children can't tell the difference since they've never seen a zebra. Right. And they're just excited to see something new. Well, yeah, it's great. You can take the kids out for a day of lying to them. Yeah. Why not just... Go get one. No, or why not say, hey, we have donkeys, not yeah, zebras. E exactly. Or just not have zebras. Right. <laughs> I mean, really? Is that, the, is that the big money shot at the zoo, the zebra? That's what they're trying to push these days, I guess. So, all right, that's what I got in the B-file for you, my friends. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Our next guest is an absolute legend in the world of music. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, you know, as as a fellow musician, I use that term lightly. <laughs> um, I just have a tremendous amount of respect for this guy and what he's achieved in his career. Oh, yeah. When you know he's attached to a project, it's, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you know that it's going to be done properly every time. And I tell you what, I'm, I'm loving his book. It, it, I love it so much, it is now assumed the uh, position of next to the toilet on the bathtub. Really? Whoa! That's a coveted spot, <laughs> that is. That's is. my reading spot. All right. It's, well, it's a damn good book. Uh, his his book has been uh, a long time waiting because he's got a lot to say and it's called We'll Be Here for the Rest of Our Lives. We bring you, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul Schaefer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Thanks, guys. Hey, what man. a lovely welcome in the morning. Thank you. You don't have to. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I, feel, I feel obligated to. I mean, I've, uh, you know, I, it, it's so wild. You're, you're, the thing about you is you, you're the main guy, but you're also kind of the, the background guy. You've done so much of your life backing up other people uh, that I, I would think that uh, you'd, you'd be dying for the front you know, of the stage and the spotlight and all that. It, it, do you prefer that position that you have as, as a ranger and choreographer as opposed to superstar front guy? You know, if I could sing. <laughs> I'd be right up front. I'd be right up front. Uh, but... Uh, I've had a you know a gas doing the other stuff. Choreographer sounds like I'm a dancer. And I never did that. <laughs> yeah, but certainly you know I've I've had the uh, honor to put together a lot of uh, important concerts and and sometimes you know as you read in the book they don't always go as smoothly as you think. Yeah. No, no. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, bizarre stories, though a lot of laughs, and uh, that's why I had to write this book. Well, uh, I'm glad, boy. What what a position of honor on your at least it's on your bathtub. Yes, Not yeah, your, just sitting right on your toilet. <laughs> I know, you know, the use of it. I think really is a, an auspicious use, and you know, if everyone did that. Well, here's uh, here's the deal. The book is laid out in, in a perfect way because you have so many stories, so many anecdotes, and and. About, I mean, you know, arguably some of the the greatest talent, uh, you know, of of the past uh, couple of decades, you've been involved with it. And I remember reading a lot about the work you had done in in that 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 first book that came out about SNL and all your experiences. Oh, yeah. And uh, so you you know you you and you you make the point constantly in the book. You were this kid from Canada. Your father basically gave you an ultimatum: said, get a job in music within a year uh, or become a lawyer. And I think yeah. it was like the eleventh month of that year you scored your first gig. Correct. Things, yes, just by a fluke. I went and a friend of mine was auditioning for the Toronto Company of Godspell, 
I went to accompany her while she sang her song, and I got hired as um, as conductor. My first show, you know, but it was everybody's first show, all the talented uh, cast that was in it, and it was a phenomenal cast of characters that we are all very familiar with today. You're talking uh, Eugene Martin Levy, Short, Martin, Eugene yeah, Levy. yeah, Gilda Andrew Radner, Martin, yeah, Gilda Radner, uh, Victor Garber, um, the funniest, uh, ta most talented people. We're all still really good friends. Uh, I learned a lot from those kids just hanging out from them. We hung out incessantly and talked showbiz. And, you know, there were other freaks like me. <laughs> so well, the, was, what, what impresses uh, me about, about the, the book and about your, your capabilities is that you obviously have always had a comedic leaning as well. So you, you were the musician that, that, and, you know, by your own description, got the comedians, got the comic actors, and they appreciated that right from the get go. I certainly appreciated them. I don't know why, but I like funny. Yeah, people. and uh, here were some of the funniest. We hung out together, and, and, and maybe some of it did rub off because when I got to New York and I got a chance to act a little bit on um, uh, SNL, and then my bizarre experiences in Hollywood in '77 when I had a short-lived sitcom. You did. You, you, career. you had a sitcom with Greg Evigan, and re reading through the book, I I had totally forgotten about that. How many did that? How many episodes aired of that thing? Only five episodes in the summer of 77, but, but we made like and that four of them that were so bad they had to be shelved. <laughs> and then we started over again. Jeez. And we were going to be like the monkeys of the 70s and end every episode with a song and have a recording career. Right. There were just too many things wrong. The people were huge involved with it, though. Norman Lear uh, and uh, Don Kirshner, you know, who had yeah. done the music for, for the monkeys. Um, uh, but at least I got down an impression of him. Yeah, first yeah, that was that was great on SNL. That I used to do on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that was like one of the first time I squeezed into acting on Saturday Night Live was uh, doing Don Kirshner, who was who had a big rock concert show at the time. Of, it was a funny character. Oh yeah, and 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 they they used it to to good effect. Now you were there obviously in in what is considered the 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 the, the legendary days of SNL. Uh, and worked with Belushi and, and with the Blues Brothers. And I remember reading that there was a little bit of contention because at a certain point, Belushi sort of put his foot down and said, either you're, you're, you're playing with us because you wanted to, you were going to do stuff with uh, Gilda Radner and her Broadway show. And, and did that cause a bit of a rift? You know, it wasn't my fault, but yes, I was doing, I was working with Gilda and Belushi, trying to balance them, and it didn't work out. Uh, Gilda's project went over time, and I had to pull out of the Blues Brothers movie at the last minute, I didn't want to do it, but I sort of, you know, I sort of screwed Belushi. Right. Please excuse my language in the morning. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was a huge riff, a show business riff, like D Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis riff style, you know. And then Ackroyd brought us back together, though, and it was a big reconciliation. I rejoined for the tour, Blues Brothers tour, you know, that supported the movie. It was sure. a little bit bittersweet for me. Uh, but, it, you know, it just shows the, you know, sort of the flip side. And then Danny made it all okay when I got to be in Blues Brothers 2000, the sequel. Unfortunately, only four people saw it. <laughs> <laughs> did it Paul, did it sort, did it sort of piss you off? Did, did it sort of piss you off that, I mean, you obviously had a, a vastly greater n knowledge of music than did, uh, you know, John at the time. And certainly he was a fan of that, that type of music. And, and, but, but to have him be, be, you know, critical of you when you're the one with the real musical background, did that irk you a little bit? No, you know, he was a, he was a great entertainer. I, and I didn't even realize it at the time when we were doing the act. You know, I would say, you know, he's not a real singer. It didn't, it didn't, uh, upset me. Yeah. Uh, that was the gig, you know, and, yeah. and it's not that he was 
he, you know, well, we were all very taken with the great players that we got to that band. We were fans first. We had the great Matt Murphy on blues guitar. Mm -hmm. We had Steve Cropper and Duck Dunn from Booker T and the MGs, you know. We, I, I, I was impressed with them too. But I had, a, I had a little ego going through and I said, John, you know, you've got to introduce me properly. Musical director. It didn't sound rock and roll to him, you know. So right. I never got my credit, but we were always fighting about that. Uh, was it? I was reading through your book um, as well. I uh, remembered and, and uh, I remembered making the news, but I had no idea how severe it was. You were in a car accident that that almost killed you. Yeah, I didn't make much news because I was, you know, I didn't have much notoriety at the time. Right. Not that I do now, but it was in kind of in between Saturday Night Live and the David Letterman show. My wife and I were in Honolulu, and yes, a serious accident to put me in the hospital there for. For 12 days with a, with a collapsed lung and uh, all my ribs wow. broken on the right side and stuff. Um, uh, well, boy, <laughs> I don't remember where it led except that thank God I was able to see Don Ho. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey we, we did as well. Yeah. There's some justice and mercy <laughs> in the world. <laughs> we drank a bottle of wine with we, Don we Ho. We did, he yeah. Was a hell of a nice guy. Um, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we saw his show and we loved it afterwards. He hung out. It was just a, a, like two or three of us. Hanging out with Don Ho and he was telling stories and you know it, it's funny because uh, your your career impressed me that way. You you love these guys. You love from the um, from sort of the, the the Rat Packers type stuff all the way through to yeah. you know, the, the great rockers. And now in a way you've become that icon for other people. Do, does that does that it, does that get it's through to you? It, it, it is a weird phenomenon. It's even weirder than that. You know, I mean, I and my friends used to love to kid the the great icons. You know, we love their talent, but still, you know, when you hear Jerry Lewis talk. Uh, on the telephone about how he always works in tux, man, you know, because <laughs> an entertainer owes it to, you know, we used to laugh at that. Right. Now Marty says, just all, uh, uh, reflexively, he, he'll say, you're marvelous, you're marvelous. Because <laughs> Sinatra used to do that. Sure. But yeah. a kid turning it, the television on today, seeing Martin Short say, you're marvelous, they must think that he really talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gotten out of hand. Well, uh, uh, we wish you the best with this book. It's, you've the book is great. so many great stories to tell. and uh, hey, You guys are so great that they have me on and talk about it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Our, our pleasure. And, uh, Paul, hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Thanks for coming on. Look forward. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. All, right. all right, take care. Paul Schaefer again. Oh, I wish we had more time. I know, because you could go, and I mean... There's so many people that legends in the world of, of rock and R&B and pretty much every genre that he has had close ties with. When we got into work this morning, uh, Casey and I were talking with uh, Jackie Bam Bam and uh, I'd forgotten, but um, Paul Schaefer and the CBS Orchestra do all the backing musician work for the Rock and Roll Hall yep. of Fame induction ceremonies. And it's I just like, to get to that. Yeah, yeah. he does it, you know, with the Stones and like every legendary band that ever comes down the road. That's the band that backs these guys. He up. was he was telling the story on, on Letterman about um, about. About working with Bob Dylan and how Dylan forgot the lyrics to his yeah. songs. Yeah, really, the, like yeah. a Rolling Stone. And yeah. he, he was like, "How does it feel?" <laughs> so he gave it to him. And by the way, he, he co-wrote this song. That's right. It's Raining Men. That's why I'm actually this. the guy he co-wrote it with. Yeah, they both wrote the Letterman theme. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Wow, he's, he's just got a lot of stories. I'm going to have to steal that book from you yeah. after you're done with it, and I'll you clean it wipe off. it clean yeah, yeah. for me, please, uh, <laughs> from being next to your toilet like that. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We welcome three ladies back to our microphones. We have from the world of adult films, Sonny Leone, Tegan Presley, and Eva Angelina. Uh, who are 
all going to be at Club Risque, by the way, uh, tonight in Philly, and then tomorrow night in uh, Bristol, and a couple of the IMs that are popping up. Uh, this one says, well, now you've done it. Eva Angelina is one of the only stars I ever fixated on. Uh, forget Jenna Jameson or other, the quote, big ones. The only porn I've ever bought on my own without it being passed on to me stars Eva. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And it, sure mean, and it means that later on I'll be, and he talks about something he's going to do to himself later on. Uh, he's going to comb his hair. Yes. And he says, by the way, she looked amazing before the boob job, too, and the glasses, Mamma Mia. Yeah. And the glasses are a big thing, uh, right? You, you, and, and, and guys go crazy for it. It's, it's sort of your uh, groucher had the cigar. I guess you might have the cigar as well, but uh, but uh, the glasses play big in your in your deal. Yeah, absolutely. Do you actually need them, or is it just... No, a... yeah, no, I'm blind. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. okay. Yeah, I got I was, contacts on right now. I was really surprised to see without the glasses, actually. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you wear them all the time. Uh, and... You know what? I actually just moved on to contacts maybe like in the last like two weeks. I needed okay. a break. They get heavy and give me migraines. So. Okay. Well, you huh? can't you be got, having that. Can't do that. Yeah, no. no. Uh, and by the way, yeah, somebody I am in and said, uh, what was this one said? Holy mother of God, what are these ladies doing? I'm losing my mind here. And uh, it says nice technique. So I wasn't watching what they were doing on the hot They were, uh, d they were yeah, actually uh, graphically illustrating the method that Casey finds so uh, enjoyable. In oh, of, uh, of Eva's uh, right. technique. The, uh, the cherry, good. yeah. Which we have a, I think we have a diagram of that. Yes, we do. Casey yeah. Casey drew a diagram and it's on PrestonandSteve.com if you would like oh, to wait, see I that. Oh, wait, I see it. Oh, yeah. you see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy, <laughs> Kathy, it's like one of those 3D pictures yeah, you're staring like, at. Yeah. It's one of those pictures you need to look now at. Now I see it. There's a battleship the and there's a flag. <laughs> Casey, but at first you didn't have the eye drawn, did you? No. No. Okay. He didn't. I didn't realize that that was the nose. Oh. Okay. I thought that was something else. Well, you can take a look for yourself on the website. Uh, here's another one that says, Love the Deviants DVD. Just downloaded uh, Sonny's iPhone app. It looks Yay. great. You, what's your iPhone app? It's just Sonny Leone. You just. Pull out your iPhone and type in Sonny Leone and download my app. But I mean, what are you, free. what's on your app? What do you get? It's I mean, um, pictures, glamour pictures. It's videos of me traveling all over the country. Um, amateur pictures, pictures of me, and my girlfriends. Yeah, very cool. That's great. Yeah, and a then, blog. And then this one says, uh, "This says Tegan was really Santa last night on the plane." What does that mean? Oh, there was a guy on the plane that was looked like Santa Claus, and he was dressed in all red and had the long beard. Yeah. Well, his cane was, or he actually had like a walking cane, yeah. and it was candy cane striped with white fur on it. And then we were at the baggage claim, and you know, when we're on the plane, I'm trying to take you know subtle pictures of him, and I posted on Twitter. And, and then I'm taking pictures of him at the baggage claim, and all of a sudden, two other guys walk by, and they have the long Santa beards. And one guy walks up to him and goes, hey, Santa calling Santa. And I'm like, okay, do these guys really think they're Santa Claus? Or right, yeah. Now there's three of them. And then I'm sitting at the baggage claim, and you know they had some grandkids with them, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Rudolph took the night off. And oh it was just Lord. the most bizarre this conversation I walked into ever. Uh, the, okay, we have the pictures up in the studio. The, these these guys oh. have to be part of some bizarre oh. Santa club. Yeah, that's got to be a Santa club. That's yeah. really weird. Okay, well, maybe well, they'll be at the show today. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe so. All right. Well, what we'd like to do with these ladies, we're going to play a game we haven't played in a while, which is called uh, Porn or No. And uh, we need to get some callers on the line two one five two six three WMMR. One of the great things about porn movies is a lot of the titles are taken from established films or TV shows. They're riffs on, on uh, pre-existing movies. They do a little play on them. And uh, so what we've done is we've taken some legitimate ones that have come over the years. All, some that uh, these ladies have been in, actually, yes. I believe. 
and others we just made up. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to ask these ladies one at a time uh, whether they think it's uh, legit, a porn title, or no, we just made it up. And then we'll have you on the line. You can agree or disagree with them. Like uh, Hollywood Squares. Just like Which that. is where all porn came from. Of course we all know that. <laughs> Paul Lind was Paul, a... Porn Lind. Come on, Porn Lind. Uh, anyhow, and uh, if you are correct uh, in uh, your assessment of whether they are correct or not, you win. Then you win. We have what do we have, Case? We actually have the Paul Schaefer book. Oh, that's cool. We have tickets to see Doug Stanhope October seventeenth at the Troc. Very fun. And uh, cases, of course, light. Okay, so uh, various prizes that uh, we will give away as we're getting the callers uh, set to go. I do want to remind you, uh, Monday and Tuesday we will not be here. We're taking a couple of days off. However, Casey is going to be at uh, kicking back with John Dornboss. Uh, and, uh, and you guys are going to be at the Barnabys in Westchester, Westchester on High Street. Yes, the show must go on. And uh, John and I uh, will be there from 7 to 9. Bud Light specials galore as well as uh, uh, you can get registered for the party bus um, up to see the Eagles take on the Giants. I think that game is what, December 13th? Yeah, and that's through phillytailgate.com. Okay. So, uh, with Mango. Yeah, with Mango. Mongo. And we're talking hundreds of fans en masse going up, tailgating, drinking, eating, all that stuff. And then everybody, all together, hundreds of us, go into the Meadowlands all together. And it's going to be it's gonna be a great time. All right, cool. So join Casey Monday night at uh, the Westchester location of Barnaby's. Are you guys ready for porn or yeah, no? Yeah, let's do this. All right, let's get some callers on the line. We'll make this simple. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, how are you? Gadzooks, Mike. All right, we're going to start. Let's start with Tegan, okay? Oh, boy. All right, Tegan, I'm going to give you a movie title. You tell me if this is legit or if it's just one that we made up, okay? Uh, The title for you is Mighty Joe Bung. Oh. Is that a real porn title or did we just make it up? Uh, No, I don't know. You don't think so? No. You say no. Final answer? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Mike, Mike, what do you think? You agree or disagree? Um, I'm gonna agree. You are wrong. That's a real movie. Oh, Tegan, I'm not that very is, good at this. Well, it doesn't film. matter. I mean, you—they have to either agree or disagree. So it's yeah. them. Who doesn't matter if you're right or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's up to them. That All takes right. the pressure off a bit. Uh, let's go next to. We have Vince on the line. Vince, are you there? Yes, sir. All right, Vince. Uh, we're gonna team you up with Eva. Eva, you ready? Yeah. All right, Eva. Your title is District Sixty Nine. <laughs> District I'm going to say no on that 69. one. She says no. Do you agree or disagree, Vince? I think she's wrong. No, she's right. She's right! <laughs> That's one that we just made up. Sorry, man. District Thank 69. You. Yeah. All right, let me go next to... I have uh, Kevin. Are you there, Kevin? Oh. I got to play that. All right. Uh, oh. Which one of these are real and not? I'm not so telling can, you because no. they can see over here. Yeah. All right. So let me go to uh, let me go to Kevin, uh, and Kevin, we are going to team you up with uh, Sonny Leone. Uh, Sonny, the title I'm going to give you is Batman and Throbbing. I'm going to say it's real. All right, and Kevin, do you agree or disagree? I agree. They're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should get a devious movie. What do you guys think? I think we can make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> I think we can make that winning. happen. Yeah. Batman and Throbbing. You should get one. Yeah. Oh, to, to give him a oh a devious yeah, movie. Oh, do we do we have copies? Prizes. All right, I tell you what, we, do, we can get you guys some. We'll yes. get this information. Would you like uh, uh, Kevin? Would you like a movie starring all three of these ladies? Sure. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Deviance is what we'll set you up with. Hang on the line. We'll get some information from you. <laughs> Didn't even know that was part of the mix. That's awesome. Yeah. I love we just it. threw it in. All right, yeah. Let me go to. Pete. You're just crazy like that. Let me go to uh, <laughs> Peter. Hey Peter, how you doing? Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Peter. We're playing porn or no? 
And we're going to set you up. We're going to go back to uh, Tegan now. And I'm going okay. to ask uh, Tegan if she knows if this is real or not. Let's go with, hmm, how about uh, Anal Toy Story? <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope so. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Tegan? Do you think that's real or you think it's one that we made up? Anal no. Toy Story. Okay, you think we made that up. And uh, are you going to agree or disagree, Peter? Uh, I'll agree. You're right. That's yeah! a fake one. But that ought to be a movie. It should be. All right, so uh, they got a character named Woody. What are we gonna? What are we gonna get? Him a case? Will we give him a case. Yeah, let's give you a case of Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. All right, Peter, hang on the line. We'll get your info. Let me go next to Adam. Hey, Adam, how you doing? Ah, durka 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 Adam. All right. Oh, durka durka durka. Uh, let's see. We are gonna team you up with who is next in line? Uh, Eva. All right, Eva. This is a, a movie title. Tell me if it's a legit porn title or one we just made up. Seven hard pounds. <laughs> That's fake. She says it's fake. Adam, what do you think? I disagree. No, it is oh, fake. I made that one Again! I just watched, I watched seven pounds over the weekend, yeah. and I thought maybe that would be a good one. All right, let's go. Let me get uh, Bill on the line. Hey, Bill, how are you? Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Bill. All right, uh, you are going to be teamed up with Sonny. All right, Sonny. Uh, let me see. How about this one? A fistful of penis. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say it's real. She says it's real. What do you think, Bill? No. I'm definitely going to have to agree. You're right. Yes. <laughs> and actually, oddly enough, Clint Eastwood is in that movie. Is he yeah. really? <laughs> All right, let's get this over with. <laughs> I don't like doing this because it hurts. <laughs> but if we got to get it done, then we get it done. All right, so uh, what are we going to give Bill? Uh, Here's Bill. the lube. <laughs> uh, what do you say we give you the the Paul Schaefer book? All right, sounds good. It's Hang a on. good book. Yeah. It's a kid's book. It's a kid's book. <laughs> we'll be here oh, for Jesus. the rest of our lives. A swinging showbiz saga. That's the name of the book. Yeah, and I love it. You're gonna, you're definitely going to dig it. Was it six loads or only yeah. five? <laughs> no, you lost count. All right. <laughs> Let me go to... I'm just going to keep looking ahead. You do your business. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Aaron. Uh, the old West sucked. I got uh, Aaron on the line for porn or no. Aaron, are you there? Matt Damon. Yes. Uh, Matt Damon. All right, Aaron, uh, we're going to team you up. Matt Damon. Oh, no. Matt Damon. We're gonna, Matt Damon. We're going to team you up with uh, Tegan. And uh, Tegan, the title that we have for you is To Fist a Mockingbird. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Lord. Are you serious? <laughs> you tell me. That's all on you, honey. <laughs> I know, huh? I'm getting hints over here. All right. Um, no. She says no. All right. What do you think, Aaron? Right, yes. I'm, I'm gonna agree. You're right. Yeah! Tegan got it. All right. Do we have any more copies of Deviants? Can we do more? Or? Yeah. Okay. Let's well, do let's. It. Uh, yeah. Let's set Aaron up. Aaron up. Do you want uh, one of these copies of uh, Deviants? Sounds great. All right. You know, just like it's like the three amigos of porn. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Three amigos. Yeah, three amigos. Yes. Like, you are correct about That's that. That's awesome. Uh, Except you now. Let's see. I'm going to go to Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Oh. Gadzooks. All right, Stacy. Let's see if you can uh, get this correct. And we're going to. Uh, who's up next? Oh, Me. we have uh, Eva's up next. Um, Edward Penis Hands. Yes. Uh. What do you think? She says yes, Stacy. I'm going to say 
sure, yes. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are any of you ladies in Edward Penis hands? Negative no. on that one. Negative, okay. Yeah. Uh, Stacy, we have a case of course light for you. Or do you want deviance on DVD? Deviance. <laughs> deviance. Um, I'll take deviance. Yeah. yeah. Girl. You know, like, I think, isn't the case that, like, statistically, men and women are even in uh, in uh, DVD porn consumption? I think that's oh, the case. love porn. Women yeah. do. Yeah. I agree. Right? Well, the ones yeah, that I'm watching love it. Smile over there. <laughs> well, Kathy finally remembers her porn career. <laughs> you know me. She was in Ass Master 7. <laughs> oh, she played LaToya. LaToya? All right, let me go to Steve. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Hey, Gadzook. Gadzook, Steve. All right, uh, I'm going to give a title. This time, I'm going to give it uh, to Sonny and... Uh, or wait, is it your title? Yeah, Sonny, sorry. Yeah. Sonny, the title I have for you is The, <laughs> the Naduate. What? What? Instead of The Graduate? The uh, Naduate. The Naduate. Instead of The no. Graduate. That's not real. All right, she says it's not real. What do you think, Steve? I don't agree. Know what that means. No, no it's, oh, real. it's real. It's real? Oh. Yes. Oh. Sorry. What does it mean? Go the the, the, gra- the nads, the nuts. Oh, so it's the naduit. The nads. But to me, that's that's kind of a. Uh, <laughs> Here, pull up that picture. I'll show that's you. That's like desperation for a title. Right how, many, how many titles did they sell? Five. That's the nads. Yeah, right oh, there. Okay. That's, right there. Yeah. that's the. Na- oh, all right. <laughs> the naduit. The naduit. Yeah. Wow. The graduate. Okay. Right, let me go to uh, Keith next. Hey, Keith, are you there? Hey, 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 hey. all right, Keith, uh, let's see, we're going to get uh, Tegan in on this one. Uh, let's see, uh, the title that we're going to give you, Tegan, is Clash of the Tight Ones. <laughs> sure, yes. She says it's a real porn title. What do you think? I agree. No. Oh! Sorry about that. That's one that we made up. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's right. All right, do we have time? I think we can do one more. Yeah, yeah. Then we, we got to wrap things up. I'm going to get uh, Vinny on the line. Vinny, are you there? Hey, good morning. You hey, guys rock. Thank, thank you. All right, uh, Vinny. Uh, and this one is going to be for Eva. Eva, the title I have for you is Dildo Baggins, Lord of the Wangs. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Jeez, are you serious? Yeah, Dildo Baggins, Lord of the Wangs. I'm going to say no. She says no. Do you think it's real or we made that up, Vinny? Do you agree or disagree? I'm going to disagree with her. You're right because yeah. that's a real <laughs> Dildo Baggins, wow. Lord of the Wings. Is real. Only in porn. Really. <laughs> Only in porn. Hang on the line. We're going to give you uh, tickets as MMR Rocks. Doug Stanhope, October 17th at the Trocadero Theater. And some tickets to remain at Ticketmaster.com. All right. Uh, I think that's it for Porter. Hey, no, great job. You ladies were awesome at that game. Woo-hoo. Very well. Uh, and don't forget that they are going to be at uh, Clubber's Gate tonight in Philadelphia. They're Delaware very cool. Ave. They're awesomely cool. Yeah. And and that's what I love about these three in particular is, uh, and this is our first time meeting Eva, but she falls in line with both Sonny and Tegan. They got personalities. They're just really cool people. Mm-hmm. Some people are a little standoffish or a little bit tired or don't have time for it, but you guys seem like you're the legit deal. So thank you and for being here. Right. Like, straight up yeah, hot. Straight up hot. All of you. Not, and your uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're gorgeous. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, they'll be at the, uh, like I said, the Delaware Ave location tonight, and that's from 9 to midnight. And then tomorrow, uh, they're headed uh, to Bristol, kind of. Yeah. 
yeah. hang uh, from 9 till midnight. So your weekend's planned out. Yep. Yeah, and they're going to hang for the rest of the show. I oh, just said that, so they hang for the rest of the show. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We have another guest who is in town for an appearance. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his stuff. Uh, he's going to be at the Troc tonight, and you know him from uh, G4, the host of uh, Web Soup, but also uh, was the host of MTV Singled Out when that was on with Jenny McCarthy. Remember yep. that? Yep. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies, House of Thousand Corpses, H2, Halloween 2, and uh, also was in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. <laughs> yeah. You were? Uh, he had a small role, it <laughs> says here, but we welcome uh, Chris Hardwick to yeah, this show. Yeah, gentlemen. So, I mean, I don't. How do you follow porn you stars? Don't, you usually, don't. Really? Yeah. yeah sorry. I do like going over porn titles. Yeah. Which is uh, I don't. Uh, but I, but as I was listening to that, it's like the porn porn titles are always misleading because you think it's going to be about the title, right? But and it then never it's is. never like the weirdest one I saw was called. Um, my a-hole is haunted. <laughs> there was not a ghost. Like, I, I thought it was going to be like a supernatural. Sure. Not at all. Like a Toby Hooper kind of thing? Nothing. Yeah. Six, six cents. Oh, my anus is dead. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out to be the ghost. It was not the case at all. It was very so misleading. Very misleading. Right. Wow. And you always assume similar budget. Yeah. And, uh, and never the case. Turns yeah. out, no, 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 no. Oh, the fraction. Pennies on the dollar. <laughs> the budgets. But Listen, yet, yet the same return. That's uh, right. My last name is Hardwick, though. So. Uh, yeah, uh, true. So it lends itself. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I was I was talking to Steve before you came in here, Chris, and uh, he was bringing me up to speed on your career, and, and he's like... I'm yeah. a big G4 for attacking oh, nice. the show. Nice. Gadget yes. Prawn, love it yes, all. Yes, yeah. sir. Thank well, you. And he, he says, you remember, uh, he, he was a host of MTV Singled Out. I'm like, yeah, I remember Singled Out, but Jenny McCarthy was so annoying that it overpowered you, and I don't remember you from that <laughs> show. <laughs> a I, lot of people, yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I, I loved her. Oh, she's awesome. No, no, no she's, she's really... She's turned but it around. She, but she was course, an annoying host. Yeah. But of course, you know, if you're a young college guy, yeah. who are you going to look at? The <laughs> the playmate farting or the guy <laughs> yeah. making Three's Companies references? Like, it's, there's yeah. no contest. Yeah. Very similar to now in the porn star. I remember like, watching that show at the time and seeing you hosting it and going, this guy's legitimately funny, but he can't get, he can't get in a, a word edgewise on her. Cause, <laughs> and she was just so... Um, over and then they they moved on to Carmen Electra for a Carmen while. Carmen took over, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a much different, uh, much different vibe. But both sweet, both totally sweet girls. Well, me being a guy, I didn't notice you. I was looking at uh, Jenny McCarthy, but the ladies apparently notice you. I have something to show you guys here in the studio. <laughs> really, Schwab? Marissa brought this in to me, and apparently this she found this at her parents' house. This is a little cutout of Chris, really, a picture from like a like Seventeen magazine or something like that. <laughs> it was, I believe, it was. Oh. And she she had it as part of her. High Hot guy collage. Wow! Chris. Oh my gosh! In her in her bedroom. Really? She yeah, cut, yeah. Like exactly how you're cut out in that picture. She would cut them out and make that, a collage. That's like a ransom note, Kathy. And hang it, yeah, and hang it on it's her. Better wall. than having the head cut off with the <laughs> <Yeah>. eyes <laughs> with X's through let, them. Let me ask her, Marissa. Who else was in your collage besides Chris? Chris, you were hanging right next to Brad Pitt. Whoa! Whoa. Nice. I have a little box, and I realize it's full of like. It's it's we don't need I, to know the medical things. <laughs> yes, I don't mean to be gross, but can I see that little box? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's full of cutouts of like um, Jerry O'Connell and Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and every guy that was like on the Hot 100 list of Seventeen magazine. Well, you were you were nice. You were yeah. known to. You're kind of a, a bit of a lady. You dated uh, was uh, or maybe engaged to was it. Jacinda, is that Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Who's Jacinda? Oh, she, from Real World? Yeah. 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 Dude, this I, work. Yeah. She, she, that was a girl I was dating the whole time I was doing Single Now. Right. People, Which, are like, people are like, hey, did you nail Jenny McCarthy? I'm like, no. I'm like, what are you gay? I'm like, I had a girlfriend. 
<laughs> and she was attractive. <laughs> Which real where was she from? London. London. She was the model from Australia and very uh, cute, very yeah. sweet. Ooh, and she, she's now her. she's now getting some legitimate. Yeah, solid yeah. She works roles. a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And her husband uh, was the spirit. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Was not not didn't do the Frank Miller movie didn't it, do too well. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Wow. Okay. Well, the, all right. He's not gay, folks. We, no, yeah, come no, on. I like I like the way people reconcile that stuff. If he's not dating Jenny McCarthy, he's gay. Right. Well, I like the idea that if you work with someone, that means that you automatically get to get up in their business. <laughs> right. Hey, Preston, did you nail Steve? <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. We work together, don't we? Like it doesn't it doesn't doesn't, it doesn't translate. Just mean that that's going to happen? Well, I appreciate this. This is great. I'm glad that you could see past the floppy hair yeah. uh, and the big sweater. Oh, but I loved that. That was like that dirty rock star look then. It was yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. She's single, by the way. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Are you single, by the way? No. Aww. Oh, sorry, <laughs> man. No. What? You yeah. must be nailing Olivia Munn because you yeah. work with her. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, work yeah. together, and so that means that... Uh, uh, no, I, I have a girlfriend. Her name's Janet. She does a show called Dinner in a Movie, which is a TBS. She's another yeah, yeah. knockout. Yeah, yeah, she she's Good for you, dude. Hey, thanks. <laughs> you must not be gay. <laughs> hey, I must not. Or maybe I just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> you're just not good at it. I'm yeah. just... I'm bad. I'm a quitter. <laughs> well, the the show that you're doing at the Troc tonight, what uh, is it a uh, one-man show, stand-up comedy? A little bit of uh, you Most, know. mostly stand-up comedy, and then I have this sort of nerdy musical comedy duo on the side called Hard and Firm. And my buddy Mike came with me, and we're gonna. Oh, there it is, yeah. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a couple songs at the oh, end. Okay. Of the it's gonna be a fun show, and the truck apparently is an amazing space. Yes. Oh, you're gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. we do our we do our, our uh, a number of our things. Our movie <laughs> we do uh, movies there. Yeah. In, yeah. in fact, we're working on. You know, we have a, a movie thing coming up with a. Well, a we can mention it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. I was talking about that with Nick because we're. Trying to figure out if the producers are like, okay, we know, we know, or if they're like, no, this is a blockbuster. <laughs> like, well, no, you're getting attention. It, it, it's sort of in that gray zone, isn't it? We don't yeah, quite know. You don't know. Because it seems at points they're legitimately trying like to make... Like Windy City Heat. You right. Know, like, you know, like, do they take credit for that, really? <laughs> yeah. They really get or Mac and Me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or Mac and Me. Well, you oh, know, rapey we little alien. <laughs> for, uh, for that movie, we're trying to get on you know, some of the stars of the, that excellent movie, and uh, a friend... You mean the giant octopus? Post in the mega shark? Yes, yes, I do. Going through the agents. My no, my cousin is friends with Deborah Gibson, and you, you know, you say, are they, you know, do they know that, you know, kind of right. people are laughing? And she, we're actually having a hard time. Like she's like, oh, so many people want to press for this movie. Really? <laughs> I swear, I'm not even kidding. What? She is superstar in it. Oh god. That was her response to my cousin. My cousin's like. Dude, like, really? You know, like, are, are you serious? You, you did wa watch the movie. Yeah, right, right, right. Hey, listen, and listen. I did. I did a show called Shipmates. Like, I, I know what the I, show was. Right? I, I wasn't pretending that it was, you know, an awesome show. Right. Yeah. So yeah. maybe a little awareness. Might, might help. Yeah. Well, she figured that it obviously had gravitas because of uh, Lorenzo Lamas when you have that, yeah. Right. When he's in the, the movie, you know it has some real action. Robbed by the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah. You, uh, when, I, when I see you on, uh, on uh, Attack of the Show and uh, you, you, different guys come through, you, you're, you're kind of, you got a good circle of sort of friends and, and Hollywood types that you, you operate. Who's, who's your most, who's your coolest friend that you hang out with? Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess Rob Zombie's probably yeah. Zombie put you in. Since you're gonna drop names, <laughs> yeah. Rob Zombie's 
probably one of my best friends. Well, you're yeah. in H two right now, right? Yeah. And and I'm a little bit disappointed that they released the movie so early because it's not in theaters now and it's October. Yeah, I think they were just trying to beat the 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 you know saw and the the Halloween movie rush uh, and come out a little bit a little bit before. I think they were hoping that it wouldn't compete with anything, and then Final Destination planted yeah. directly against it to try to take the, you know, and, and Final Destination um, made you, a little more money. You end up in a lot of stuff. You, do you have, a, you have a lot of friends who, who put you in? Or you still, you still got to do the audition stuff, go out and... No, and, if, I, if I turn up in some sort of an acting role, it's because a friend put me in it. It's <laughs> not because... The auditioning process audition, is yeah. grueling. Right, yeah. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not a great auditioner, so it's because of that. <laughs> Somebody just instant messaged and said that you are a million follower Twitterer. You have a million followers? Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Damn! Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. What do you, you, you just toss that off like nothing? Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's that's, it, that's pretty huge. I guess that it's cool. I mean, it, you know, when you work in the nerd arts, uh, like G Four, and I write for Wired and right, all this yeah. nerdy stuff. So. You're, you're bound to be connected. And your own site is you have a site called Nerd uh, Nerdist. Nerdist, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is my Twitter username. So uh, it's all, everything. Everything is nerdy in some way with are, me. Are you legitimately? A, I mean, because you do the gadget stuff on the yeah, show, yeah. are you legitimately into all that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really can, am. I can tell the passion is there. It really. I mean, like I love. I've always loved gadgets, and you know. But it wasn't until a couple of years ago I was like, I should be doing this for work. Right, right. And, um, so, it, are you an immediate out. adopter of anything that comes out? Of you? Yeah, 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 for sure. Right, right. What, what, what's the what's what's the big thing that you have now that you're working gadget wise that you love? Um, I just, uh, I just, th this company called Jabra makes a set of Bluetooth stereo headphones that can, that will connect to your computer or your iPhone or to your iPhone or whatever kind of Bluetooth device you have wirelessly. And then it just streams everything to you, to these, these awesome uh, With, headphones. Without the static of like the other, uh, no, no static. Yeah. There's, there's not really any much of a delay. The sound, it's, if you're an audiophile, they're not amazing, but they sound good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, Bluetooth so stuff, you usually get cool. some static. No, no, no. On, on, the, on the, the other ones would sort of transmit them, um, you know, in, uh, like, I guess like a regular radio signal, right? And and you would get static if like electric right. devices are being interference. used. Interference, yeah. yeah. The Bluetooth is a cleaner signal, correct? Yes, yeah, yes, it okay. is. All right, I got you. That's, Short that's range wireless. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Now G four uh, web soup is that is that mainly the the gadget stuff? I don't. No, care. no, it's it's it's. I'm going to tell. It's the, please tell go right ahead. It's, go it's right like ahead. Uh, it's it's like talk soup, but it's all web stuff. Yeah, it's a spinoff of the soup. They it's the same producers. Okay. We, Completely ripped off their show, but they let us, and because uh, it's the same producers, and so that's all. Is in whereas the soup is a, a reality, so we're yeah. all internet um, footage that we can make. You fun should of. really go. Hey, see right there, right there. Yeah. I tweeted. Yeah. Heading over to. Did you just tweet? I did a little bit an hour ago. Oh. <laughs> you, you should, but posted. you should really um, come to uh, PrestonSteve.com a lot and and use a lot of our footage on your show because we have a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I will porn yeah. porn star footage. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's we we deal with it. Nick puts a lot of the stuff up on on uh, the site, but there is a there's a ton of stuff out there. It doesn't mean it's good. No, it doesn't mean it's worth looking at. So, uh, do do you take an active hand in reviewing what ends up on that show? Oh, are you talking about uh, on Web Soup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. But you know what's so funny? It's 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 like the giant shark, uh, the giant octopus <laughs> mega shark thing. Like the worse something is, the more attention it gets. Yeah. Like the harder people fail, the more hits. You know. It, right. It, it, well, you have to weed through it, and and sometimes it's great, and sometimes it just depends on your mood. Quite honestly, when you watch it. But we recently found this guy named Ed Bassmaster, and he does these videos called Mumbles, and and uh, you're you're familiar because they've actually ended they've ended up on some uh, on G4 shows. 
shows. Which he's which, a local guy, and, uh -huh. and so we're we're doing some stuff with him lately. So uh, you know, Casey was sort of half kidding, but there is good stuff that ends up on our site, and uh, so yeah, keep coming back to it. I will for sure. All right. Yep. Press, and, but can I have permission to use it on uh, on website? Right as long as you don't make fun of us, <laughs> I will not make fun of you. <laughs> Why would he do that? I wouldn't do that. So your your yes. act, uh, you know that uh, that people are going to see. Obviously, they head down to the to the truck. Well, what what do you uh, what do you focus in on a lot? I talk some a lot about the nerd stuff, yeah. and then I'm I'm from Tennessee, so it's just sort of kind of the kind of two worlds of hick and nerd. Uh, they, they, do, they, they do not gel well, do they? They normally enemies in the wild, right? The <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. The, the hicks love to beat up nerds, yeah, um, and nerds <laughs> run in fear. Uh, and then angrily masturbate when they're alone. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse show you, Hicks. <laughs> so uh, it's just sort of. Is there one form of revenge? Is that is that it? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and then anonymous blogging. Right. I'll show you on the message threads. <laughs> well, how did you? If you grew up in Tennessee, how did you avoid hickdom? How did you? I don't know. It's, I got I got out when I was young. My yeah. my dad was a professional bowler. Yes, so, I read about uh, that. Yeah. So I, there's some of that. I'm too. not that we well, travel a lot. Well versed in the in the bowling world, but. But, uh, but uh, you know, uh, did you pick up any of his skills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really good. I was an obnoxiously good kid bowler. Oh, okay. Because uh, that's not bragging, really, so I can say that. <laughs> yeah. sort of is. It's not really. <laughs> did your dad run in circles with, like, the uh, Dick Webbers? Yeah, yeah. My dad okay. was one of the greatest. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fames. And oh, all really? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the Hall of Fame. It's in St. Louis. It was in St. Louis. Louis. Oh, yeah. they, they, they moved it. They moved it? Yeah, this, uh, there was a Hall of Fame in St. Louis, like, near the near the baseball stadium. And they were like, oh, by the way, bowling. And then it was just like a side. You can't stick the bowling Hall of Fame next to the baseball Hall of Fame. No, no, no. Well, no. Stadium. Yeah, it was next to a stadium. Oh, stadium. I got you. Okay. No, I'm, I'm from St. Louis, and Dick Weber was a big deal there. They yeah. used to bowl at Weber Lanes all the time. So. My dad my dad and Dick, I mean, I knew Dick and, and his son Pete, and, you know. Yeah. My dad was really, really sad when Dick passed away a few yeah. years ago, and Earl Anthony died a couple of years ago, too, so. How many how many uh, 300 games have you thrown? I life? never, I never, never, I was, I quit bowling when I was around 13. Um, I two eighty nine was uh, not too shabby. Ten strikes left a ten pin. How many times did you use the ten pound ball joke in? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. that constantly because I uh, my dad has a bowling center now and they work there and people always call in. You have ten pound balls, you keep your pants up. <laughs> there are a few really cool lanes in Philadelphia actually, if you are interested in stopping by. But uh, where do they move the Hall of Fame to? It's somewhere in Texas now. What the hell? I don't know. <laughs> Texas, Texas yeah. in bowling. Yeah, no. I guess they're no. like, ah, there's a lot of room in Texas. We might as well put something in there. <laughs> must have got a good deal on real estate. So do you, do you yeah. not bowl anymore ever? Like, not even for fun? It's rare. It's rare. I mean, the bowling centers in, in California are so crowded. And uh, it's just, it's a pain. It's kind, kind of a pain in the ass. Aren't they kind of like, more like singles meeting places? At the, yeah, well, yeah. and here's the other thing. I'm not fun to bowl with. Yeah. Like, I've got my own shoes and my ball so and, and everything. But I hate. I don't like that like crazy cosmic bowling because oh, yeah. it's distracting to me. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so the only time you can really go bowling that I have time is at night, and I just I can't. It's the rock I can't and do bowl it. time. Yeah, people yeah. are drunk and the, the yeah. music. I'm like, I'm trying to bowl. <laughs> people are running up on you in the lane. You're like, that's not proper etiquette. Like I get really well, and then oh, and, yeah. and they don't use a lot of those places. Don't use. They won't let you use your own bowling ball. 
you have to use their rock and glow ball. Oh, oh no. those, yeah. are, those are ridiculous. Nah, that most places that you go to now, Steve, you they let you use it. Oh yeah, oh, really? there, there are people that they pull carts of bowling balls yep. in now. You know what I'm talking about, oh, yeah. Casey? Well, I have two balls myself. I got my, my well, good my, for you, my, <laughs> sir. My 16 pound ball, and then I got my spare ball. Right, yeah. right. Well, meet Marissa. She's got ball. a small box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think my balls are a little too big for her small box. But, but, but within the past few years, I noticed. Yeah, people have like these. It's like luggage that they bring in. They trail behind them. These little things. Uh, like you see people going through the airport. I've with. got, I've got, I've got one of those. Do you have one? Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, do you have anything? Do you have an exotic looking uh, bowling ball, or do you go? I've got one with a skull in it. Oh, oh you, yeah, like, like mystery man. Yeah, just like yeah, mystery yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you know the the bag that you drag behind is embarrassing though because it's not it's not uh, centered very well, so it constantly flops over. Yeah. So you're just dragging this bag <laughs> with bowling balls in it. You know, re, it it's heavy, dragging it's, fifty pounds around. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's it's, funny, it's, man. it's not cool. You've got to be a fan of Kingpin, right? Yeah, I love Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny you talk to my dad about Kingpin, and he's like, "Yeah, it was cute." movie but uh I hustled on the road. I know. I'm like, Dad. I know the Amish don't bowl either. So why don't you just relax? <laughs> uh, there's the skull ball. There oh, it is. Very cool, man. Wow. Yeah, he, your dad would hustle. He'd hustle ball. You know, when he when he was a, when he was a kid. Yeah. And my my dad said the last time he hustled, he was in this place somewhere. I think it might have been in. I don't know where it was. San Francisco. And he uh, he told this guy he was a 150 average bowler. And the guy took out a gun and set it on the counter. And the de- <gasps> my dad goes, "What's that gun for?" And the guy said, "That's to make sure you're a 150 average bowler." Oh. <laughs> So he, so there was, there was a bit of a, uh, yeah. a, a scam to play yeah, out yeah, for those yeah. guys. But in the sixties, like bowlers were like rock stars. Yeah. Like yeah. bowling was the premier American sport it, in the sixties. It's funny to think about it now. It used yeah. to be on Wide World of Sports. It was all the time. But there, there was a sort of madman kind of style to bowling in the sixties, like and, like and, Bill Murray's character, basically. Well, but, but the yeah. seventies it got a little gross. Yeah, and then in the but in the sixties they it was really cool. Wow, it's still sort of counterculture to what football is because if you know when football is being played on the networks on sunday uh, afternoon yeah bowling is on espn right yeah they counter program with bowling huh Bowling and NASCAR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there there used to be bowling for dollars. There were game shows surrounded around bowling for dollars. Shows, yeah. And yep. the thing is, and they always make make fun of it, but the, the guys who end up being the real money winners are actually in pretty decent shape. The, the classic joke is that they're, they're they're all slobs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean you gotta you gotta be pretty adroit, you know, to uh to, to do it correctly. I yeah, my dad was in my dad was in great shape when yeah. he was on the tour. Oh dude, I listen, if I bowl three games because my ball is sixteen pounds, like my my forearm is killing me. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I have a hard time like time. Well, I told you guys, man. It was you got to switch years. off to the yeah. left hand. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I went out and and went bowling, and I like you know. I had pulled a muscle or something in my leg, <laughs> and, and I'm like, leg. I injured myself bowling. Yeah, that's that's this so sad. Well, you're using muscles you don't normally use, and you think it's silly, but then yeah, you wake up, you're like, what? What happened? <laughs> what is, did I do? It's weird. I'm right-handed, so um, I'll tend to like kind of tweak my left quad. I don't yeah. know why, but that's that's the the. Um, it's very weird. Yeah. It's very. Um, strange. But for a while there, when I first got into radio with you guys, you know, our, our day was over in the early afternoon. Yeah. And I got in the bowling because I'd get home and all my friends were actually at work. So yeah. what am I going to do? Something so I, to do. It's the best time to bowl. No yeah. one's there. Yeah, yeah, so I would go to McDade Bowl. I became friends with the owners there. And I would just kind of like walk in. I got my You were like ball. Norman. Cheers. I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I ended up, I bowled my first 200 game and it was all over. You know, I was like, oh my God. I could, I could be a professional. You could do this. <laughs> oh, there, yeah, there's my dad right there. There, there he is right there. You can see oh, him in the. Awesome. Yeah, look and? at that. Look at that handsome young fellow with wow. a bowling ball. You look just like him, actually. Yeah. That's comforting. Yeah. Um, Good looking man. He, uh, yeah, this, my dad did a bowling, a beer commercial in 1969, and that's, that's, it was a Miller High Life commercial. Oh, wow. 
And that's, really? Yeah, and then after he did that commercial, they would not let active athletes do beer commercials anymore because they thought it sent a bad message. I remember that, yeah. Hey, be strong with beer. You know, wow. this seemed to be the message. Wow, well, uh, lots of bowling stories tonight at the Trocadero. <laughs> there will be some bowling stories tonight at the Trocadero, but funny, not just bowling stories. Hey, guys, you know bowling? I paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're doing uh, just the one show tonight? Just the one show tonight at the truck, yeah. Uh, tickets are twenty one fifty. It's a great room and a, and a great night out. Do you uh, do you uh, meet with people afterwards? Absolutely, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is part of the nerd packages that we like talk. I mean, I love to talk to people, and so, you know. I, you're naturally funny. I mean, you, I, in all sorts of improv situations, you're a naturally funny guy, and you're very personable, and, and so you, you saw, I don't know what people would bring you to sign, but uh, if someone had something, like maybe perhaps a small, chilling little picture that was clipped out and hung on someone's window. You mean like this one in yeah, my yeah, hand yeah. right here? You mean like this one right here in my hand? You would sign something like that, right? I'll sign man boobs. I don't care. I'll sign anything. Hey, Doesn't matter. Way, uh, Casey has a clip of uh, of your group, uh, Hard and Firm, so I'll, I'll play a little bit of this because sure. they're going to be playing too. Here we go. This is just a little little ditty here. Oh, yeah. This is the bluegrass medley of Radiohead songs we made. Awesome. Oh, yeah, it's all... Here's you have to know Radiohead to appreciate it. That's the that's the Kentucky coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is broken. Everyone is broken. Is that you singing? I guess? Yeah. I want to make it clear, though, uh, we are not traveling with a bluegrass band. <laughs> so if you come to the show tonight expecting to see bluegrass... Don't worry about it. Yeah. You will not see bluegrass. Don't bring your cheese point. sandwiches. Don't expect to twirl. Where's the bluegrass? <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you, you play in the band? Uh, I play an instrument called the melodica. Okay. Oh, so, the hooter. The hooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Made famous by the hooters. There you go. Um, yeah, it's a tiny little instrument that you blow into, and it sounds like an accordion. Cool. Right. It's very weenie instrument. Very weenie. Thirty-two dollars. <laughs> I love it. It's a Les Paul, though. So it's, <laughs> it's a Les Paul. Yeah, uh, it's a fourteen hundred dollar melodica. <laughs> well, you'll never hear those words. Tickets are available twenty one fifty. Uh, show starts at eight o'clock tonight, and uh, your your web address or your Twitter. It's a nerd. What is it again? Nerdist. Nerdist. Yes. And a million followers. Oh my god. Not or too shabby. That's pretty damn impressive. Thanks. Well, we appreciate you coming. Thanks by, for Chris. having me in, you guys. Nice. Yeah, super have, nice. Have a great time tonight at the truck. You're going to dig Thanks, it. gentlemen. All right, let's hear it Appreciate for Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Preston and Steve show. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Casey, did you Yeah, you know what? I, can I bring up a couple? There's a, a couple of um, <laughs> charity events that, uh, that I wanted to bring up that are uh, yeah, a couple. close to home here. Uh, first of all, there's a gentleman that I grew up with. His name was Nick Kalalori. He uh, passed from... Um, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma a few years ago and uh, there he was a, a great ho um, lacrosse player and he played over to Hofstra there is the third annual Nick Kalalori Classic it's going on tomorrow uh, and and Sunday at uh, Ridley High School and like Division 1 lacrosse teams will be playing there teams like Hofstra Drexel Villanova Rutgers Lafayette St. Joe's this. this has happened uh, this yep. has been going on for a few years yeah Mount St. Mary's sure. UPenn University of Maryland and then some Division 3 teams will be playing there on Sunday so uh, if you're a lacrosse fan uh, 
you know, your kids play lacrosse. You want to take them out and, and see some Division One real deal teams play and and have the money go to a good cause. It's all going to the Headstrong Foundation. Um, and the website for the Headstrong Foundation, I believe, is headstrongfoundation.org. Um, that's going on tomorrow. And then tomorrow night, there's another thing going on, and this is for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. It is their evening walk and fundraising event, uh, the night walk, and that's going to take place at Campbell's Field in Camden, New Jersey, ah. tomorrow night. Cool, man. All righty. Thank good you. Place to go. All right, you got it. I have a lesson question, and we have to give away one more time NHL 2K10. And if you can answer this question correctly, you will win that very prize. Uh, I think we got to go with this. Who did Kathy play in Ass Master 7? Um, 215-263-WMMR. Who was it that Kathy played in Ass Masters 7? As, as inspired by the ladies who were here earlier, uh, Sonny Leone and uh, Tegan Presley and uh, Eva Angelina. By the way, there's a video of them on PrestonSteve.com here in our studio telling you about their appearance, which is going on uh, tonight tomorrow. So click on that on the website. But right now, I want to know who Kathy played in Ass Masters Master 7 215263 call now Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Steve, what's going on? Well, Dr. Phil McGraw on the receiving end of a lawsuit yesterday filed by a former female patient of his who alleges that he held her captive, brainwashed her, and subjected her to constant exposure to naked men. McGraw responded to the allegation saying, quote, don't stick my ukulele in a blender and then expect my nutsack to sing Swanee River. What? Usual Phil McGraw kind of statement. In addition to Dr. Conrad Murray being investigated regarding the death of Michael Jackson, he's apparently also a deadbeat dad who owes over $13,000 in child support. Murray issued a statement saying, quote, I will, be begin I will be vindicated for killing Michael Jackson and for being a deadbeat dad and for smoking crystal meth. Wow. Oh, was it two or three want, things? I don't think I want to see it. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, hardcore Kiss fan Chris Morris decided to forgo the bathroom at the band show in Boston on Monday night, opting to pee on the woman in front of him. Oh. Morris was charged with opening gross lewdness, after which he was made king of the Kiss fans. Yeah, a couple. And finally, according to a speech R. Kelly gave at the Midwest Musical Festival in Chicago, he's virtually completely illiterate, able to function only at a grade school level. Luckily, luckily for Kelly, he never feels inferior because that's exactly the age range he dates. Oh, him. Nice. So that's your sparkle, sparkle. You're nice. All right, thank you, Steve. All right, let's go for an answer. To the question, uh, an answer to the lesson question, that is, uh, who did Kathy play in Ass Master 7? Uh, Alberto was Alberto. our first caller. Alberto, how you doing, man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Alberto. Oh, yeah. Who did Kathy play in Ass Master 7? Was it LaToya? It was yeah. LaToya. Yeah. Alright, and uh, since you got that right, Alberto, hang on the line because we are going to give you NHL 2K10 with amazing attention to detail and breathtaking visuals that true hockey fans will love. NHL 2K10 is party now. And it's out uh, now for PS3, Xbox It's party now. And we from 2K Sports. Let's do the music news. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's music news. Uh, the title... Uh, Breaking Benjamin's new album, Dear Agony, has an uh, especially personal meaning to frontman uh, Ben Burnley. Uh, not only has Burnley been plagued by numerous physical ailments over the years, but he is finally coming clean about the source of most of his problems. He says, I am a recovering alcoholic, and I was really, really bad for about 10 or 11 years there. And it's 
uh, left me with some pretty debilitating illnesses. Wow. Uh, he says that, um, and, and it's from living a terrible lifestyle, he says, and I'm just doing the best that I can to manage. Uh, the cover of Dear Agni features a photo of an actual MRI scan of Burnley's brain taken while he was undergoing tests. Oh, um, so he effed up his brain with uh, all this stuff? Wow. I, I don't really know. Uh, Burnley says that he will be uh, sober three years in January and that he did not go to Alcoholics Anonymous or 12-step program. Uh, Dear Agony entered Billboard charts at uh, number four this past Wednesday. Evanescent singer uh, and sole original member Amy Lee has posted a lengthy update online in which she talks about the new music that she is writing and whether or not Evanescence is actually still a band. Uh, Lee wrote that she is working on new songs almost every day, adding, I don't want to give away too much about it, um, what it will sound like, because so much will change before the end. But it's not what you would expect. It's definitely not happy married music, but it's not like I'm dying the whole time either. It's dark, sarcastic, fun, strange, familiar, and very different at the same time. What? Hmm. Uh, it, ma- it makes Shut me up! feel alive, and I wish that I could show you right now, she says. Yeah. That makes sense. As for whether Evanescence is still a band or not, just uh, um, Lee, after years of changing lineups, the vocalist wrote, from day one, it has been a collaborative effort of, and different people have contributed over the years, but it is more than just people. It's something that has taken on its own life. It has growth. It, I'm sorry, it has grown, <laughs> changed, and uh, become more what interesting. What is wrong with you? Uh, more soulful, more honest than a perfect image will allow that is my band mm-hmm. and against all obstacles i'm sticking to it all right yeah wow. yeah what? which means there's no band and she's uh, on welfare yeah i have no idea but that's her statement radiohead guitarist ed o'brien says that the band is not done making full-length albums uh disputing a recent interview with singer tom york by believer in which he hinted that the british act uh, would never release a t- traditional cd again but uh, uh, o'brien told nme magazine uh we were misquoted <laughs> Uh, we will be making an album, and he said, we all like vinyl. That's not going to go away. I still like CDs as well. I got the Speech DeBell CD the other day. Oh! I nearly downloaded it from iTunes, but I thought, no. No, go buy the Speech DeBell. I want the physical thing, so they are going to make albums again. Uh, YouTube bassist Adam Clayton says that the Irish rockers discussed the possibility of creating a rock band video game based on the group with game publishers, MTV Games, and Electronic Arts last year. But the band dropped the idea. Clayton said that's because we felt some of the compromises weren't what we wanted. He did add, though, that's, that, that it could change, saying that the quartet was impressed with the Rock Band Beatles game. So, right. U2's got a lot of material. They, they would make one under that fall, though. They wouldn't make their own. It's, we're not talking a completely unique game that's not Rock Band or Guitar Hero, right? No, no. It, yeah. would, be, it would be with Rock Band. Rock Band, okay. for real. But they didn't know if they wanted to do it or not. Uh, and then Oasis singer Liam Gallagher says that the band is finished in the wake of his brother and uh, guitarist Noel's departure last How week. How many so times have made this, this announcement? Well, no, Liam has never said Oh, it. all right. So Liam, and, and he's the reason that uh, the whole thing ended anyway, because he's just pissed off Noel so many times. Gallagher told the Times of London, Oasis is no longer. I think we all know that. Thing sucks! Uh, so that's done, without a doubt, and it's a shame, but that's life. Uh, That's had, what people say. We had a good run at it. Uh, the thing about Oasis <laughs> is uh, we ended Oasis. Not one and en- No one ended it for us, which was pretty kind of cool. He can't see without his glasses. Put his glasses on. Put on his glasses. I've got one line left to read. <laughs> Do it. A 
I'm thinking of what the next step is musically, which is all my mind's on. So there you go. All right, and then Casey wanted me to play a clip of this. Steve, you were really digging this. Yeah. Uh, ben Harper and Jack Black were on, what were they on? Leno last night. They were on Leno. And uh, they played a little bit of uh, Under Pressure. Or they played the whole song, actually. Queen and uh, David Bowie. Yeah, and, and I was—I thought at first they were going to maybe joke it up a little bit because yeah. of Jack Black, but they, they really performed it. Listen to just a little bit of it here. It's a hard song to play, by the way. Very hard to uh, recreate. And Jack actually has a, a really good voice. Was Jack playing guitar? I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see video of it. You just heard it. Yeah. video for that of that is I, I definitely want to I guess it. this is it where it's playing in the studio right now from um, last night I it's one of my all-time favorite songs it's a great song it's, they do uh, a good job that's yeah. a really hard song to sing oh, yeah. very hard because Freddie Mercury starts doing all these all this stuff Ed he was uh he was a great singer so you guys ever see just like that that was one of the outtakes what a talent have you guys ever seen Ben Harper live no, no. Yeah. really, really good show, yeah. and uh, he's opened, you know, for for Pearl Jam and for Dave Matthews. And uh, I saw him with Jack Johnson at the at the Man a few years ago. If you ever get a chance, it's a great live performance. Yeah, he's a dick. He is? <laughs> is he? No, I just felt like saying. <laughs> <laughs> I never know. Yeah. Actually, my brother ran into him no, at the airport great. the other day, and he did was he the really? nicest guy ever. Yeah, I he was know. excited. And did he have that, with him uh, like like a small cutout of Ben Harper that he kept on his hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was such a surprise. <laughs> you what, was he a good guy? Yeah, yeah he yeah. said he was, he was excited just to meet everybody in the airport. No, like, cool. everyone I, hung I've, around. I've heard that about him. He's super nice. That's why I said he was there. Even the coffee guy. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Mercer Magnata. Do you know what the weather is for Denver tomorrow? Oh, you're going to Denver, by the way. Yeah, for the, for the game. 29 and snowing. 29, Whoa. and that's usually a high temperature, right? 29 degrees? Yes. And snowing. And uh, is there, do baseball games get canceled due to snow? Mm. Has that ever happened? I don't know, man. Oh, it, it has to, it I mean, in the, how long has the baseball been around? It has to have happened at yeah. some point. But I, I can't. I can't think, a la rain, that uh, that it would. I mean, obviously, it, it wouldn't impact as as much as rain. If it does. was a full out blizzard, yeah, Except maybe in the outfield. But you I know mean, what? I think it did happen in Denver before they opened Coors Field. They used to play at uh, Old Mile High Stadium, and it was like you know seventy, eighty thousand people could fit into that place. Mm -hmm. and, I, and when the Rockies first came in the league in ninety four, ninety five, something like that, I'm pretty sure there was a snow out at one point. But uh, that's terrible baseball weather. <laughs> I know. It's, oh. it's great for football, though. I used to love when the, you'd see the oh. full blown. Oh, it's great. In, in, in the crappiest weather, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. And by the way, Marissa going to uh, Denver this weekend uh, for at least tomorrow night's game, right? Yeah, tomorrow night's game. I don't have tickets yet. Uh, she though. doesn't have tickets yet. <laughs> what about StubHub? Uh, 
Yeah, well, it's just tough to get them and get them out. I don't like StubHub anymore. Anyway. Are you going you solo? Too much. No, I'm going with my friend Pete. Okay. And yeah. uh, yes, if anyone knows tickets, anyone knows anyone in Denver selling tickets, <laughs> I have a flight, I have a hotel. At the worst, I'll just buy tickets in the parking lot. By the way, Marissa and her dad uh, sat next to us for about a half inning yesterday. Uh, had great seats. Uh, with the, took my two sons to to the game yesterday, and uh, we were behind home plate. And it oh, was awesome! Wow. It was great, man. We had such a good time. I hadn't taken them to a game all season. And just because it's you know difficult time wise, yeah. I'm, I'm a bad father. <laughs> uh, no, but it's just uh, you know it's hard with, with all all the activities that we have that that go on during the summer with the kids. It was just hard to find the time to go do it. And and playoff baseball is just it stepped up a notch in the excitement and you know they they hand out the rally towels and it was just so much fun. My boys absolutely loved it. It was a great father-son event yesterday, so I just had an awesome time. Cool, cool. Yeah, it was a really, really, really good time. Maris, you're, you're going to be back in time for the Eagles game? Yeah, so my flight uh, lands on Sunday at 1244. Oh, so that gives me close. 20 minutes to get from the airport. Well, the great thing about it, and, this, and the city boasts this fact, is that uh, all our flights are always on time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And the baggage, yeah. you'll get it right away. Yes. I have no, no baggage. You don't care. You, you I, just do all carry on, Yeah, right? just, I just have a little bag. Just panties on. and a pistol. Pretty much all I need, right? <laughs> That's all you need. Some knives, some box cutters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you been? Have you been to Denver before? No, it's the first time. It's cool. So you know I'm what? excited. You cool. should sell your Eagles tickets. This is just a because the, the Broncos are playing New England in Denver. You should try and get the tickets to that game. Cut, and then I can go make the ten o'clock Sunday night game. Yeah, because the way, there's no way. I I, I don't think you're going to make kickoff. Don't uh, at say the Eagles, that. I just don't. Well, wait, you're is it that about, imperative? If you, if you, 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 miss, you miss a few minutes of the game, I miss kickoff every week anyway. Right. <laughs> by the time I get into the stadium and you start walking up, my seats are all the way up in like two thirteen. So by the time I'm start walking up there, I miss kickoff all the time. Marissa, do you like uh, different kinds of beer? I mean, like, do you like sampling different kinds of yeah, beer? Yeah, yeah. You got to go to Falling Rock, Casey. You've yeah. been there. Oh yeah, I, hundreds it, of beers. On you tap. cannot really? believe Ooh. the amount of taps that they have. I mean, like they have to get up on ladders to to tap some of the beers because they're so high up. That how many taps they have on the wall. It's amazing. Whenever the uh, GABF, the Great American Beer mm -hmm. Festival, happens, all the brewers go to Falling Rock. So check that place out while you're there. You guys are all getting drunk texts tonight then. Cool, man. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let me see. What do we need to do? Uh, we need... Ah! Pierre Robert has uh -huh. entered the building. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. here he comes. Yeah. You know, we need, like, the Elvis music. Da -da -da. Da -da -da. Well, no, not uh, Beatles. Yeah. All, yeah. all right, sorry about want? that. Do you have that uh, Don Rickles music? Don Rickles. He's a nice guy. Is that Don Rickles? Music? No, yeah, that's his that, usual uh, thing. That bull music. Dun 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 dun. The the bullfighting fanfare. Dun 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 dun. Rum no, because I'm going to see Don Rickles this weekend. Are you really? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Where's he playing? He's playing at the Borgata, and uh, he's you know he's 80. Who knows how long he's going to do this? And the king of the insult comics. And it occurs to me, what the blank? You are. Uh, this is a guy that played with Sinatra. I saw uh, Sammy Davis. I've seen Liza. I saw Frank seven times. Never seen Don Rickles. And well, where are your seats at this performance? I don't know. Cause if you better not me, hope. Yeah, you hope. You better hope you're not up close. No, I was saying, dude, please do your hair up in as much big a fashion as you can and sit right down yeah. front, Pierre, because he, will, be he awesome. will just pounce on you. Can you imagine? Wouldn't that be great? It'd be an honor. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the best. It would be so cool. Uh, I actually even have a request. Hey, there we there go. There we go. That's the music I was looking for. Elvis, uh, that's the Pierre intro music. We'll try to have this for Elvis you. Elvis, too.
Did you? You yeah. saw Elvis? Wow. When? One year before he died. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was magnificent. Really? I went just to put it on my concert resume, which is why I'm going to see Don Rickles tomorrow, because there's some band you just got to see if you haven't seen them, if yeah. you get a chance. Wait, man, who's, that, uh, who's that freaky-looking hippie up there, man? Lake Tahoe. got long hair out there. So it was he... Uh, of course, he was having issues towards the end of his life. Was he able to put on, he said it was in a magnetic and awesome show? Well, he came out, you know, he was the large Elvis. Yeah. Uh, but, and he had a guitar on, which he didn't, yeah. <laughs> which he didn't play. Sorry about that. Um, Sorry about that, man. Uh, and, you know, and, and you know, it seemed like hours of prelude with all the backup singers and sure. all that stuff. But right. then that uh, the 2001 theme comes on and oh. he comes out to that, <laughs> you know, and he comes out with a guitar on and he opens with C.C. Ryder. See, Lizzy Ryder, see what you've done. And I'm going, oh, interesting. And about the second or third song, whatever wave or fleet of drugs he was on kicked in. Oh, really? And the first two or three was pretty sleepy. And my God, he sparked. And he was. And then you realize why a performer, any performer, any category of performance that's got it, you realize why they have it. Because all of a sudden, even though he was large, his voice was booming. Right. And, and he had a rose for every woman in the audience. And he was still leaning over. And girls were taking the scarves off. And Except I, this time they were sopped in sweat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Sorry, man. There's about 40 pounds of me on that. <laughs> but I tell you, I left uh, an well, absolute that, fan. So. Yeah, oh, that's awesome, man. That's cool. Uh, he was actually, he he died when he, I believe he was on his way to play up in New York. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, and, and that, you know, and I know a lot of people had tickets and never got to see that. Wow. So. Wow, well, you did. That's pretty cool. All right, well, we have the, we got a great trip to give away for the letter. So cool. Word of the week. Let's do that now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter S as in sat. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Call now. And this should be interesting because I know there was a mess up with the letters at the beginning of the week case. It's all good. It's all good. All right. And we'll, I don't know. I, I never know what these words are, by the way. I, <laughs> well, I, I solely go by, by uh, Pierre's reaction as to whether they get it right or not. It's actually something else that only two people ever know. Okay. Casey and Pierre only ever know what the word is. That's true. You're right. All right. Well, call now if you happen to know. Another thing that I have to mention before we get out of here, very worthwhile event. A uh, guy who's uh, become a friend of the show. Uh, we've had him in a few times. His name is Gary Tamoyan. Uh, he is a lower Marion police officer, and he is afflicted with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, which is a very debilitating disease. He needs repairs on his home because of his condition. I mean, his uh, his right arm is basically not functioning anymore. It's starting to uh, get a little bit to his left arm, and yeah. his legs are starting to have problems. And um, ALS eventually, you know, takes over all of your muscles. I mean, um, Stephen Hawking, yeah. to give you an example, has ALS and has actually stuck around a lot longer than they had anticipated. Um, so he needs help, and there's an event that's coming up tomorrow uh, 6 to 9 p.m., and it's at Brownies 23 East in Ardmore. 25 bucks, buffet and open bar. Hello? Wow. Yeah. $25, you know? And it's a pretty good deal. Silent auction, raffle, door prizes. They have a 50-50. They've got live, or there'll be a, you know, a DJ will be uh, supplying some music. Uh, so stop out, help this guy out, and have a good time to boot. And we have all the information at PrestonSteve.com on the community page should you need to locate that, as well as other great events that are going on in the area. I also wanted to mention, uh, uh, Marissa just gave me this, and I, I, I didn't realize they were up now, but I, I did a whole series of uh, pet adoption videos for pet adoptions on demand. So if you go to our section on uh, on Comcast, you go to Get Local, 
Go to entertainment. Go to PNS. I'm right next to the MMR event stuff. There's all this, uh, all these videos for the pet adoptions. Cool. That's very cool. If you're looking for a pet, it's a great way to go. Let's give away this prize. I am going to go to James, who was our first caller. Good morning, James. How you doing? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, <laughs> James. The word of the week, please. T-tops. <laughs> Yeah, there were uh, T tops. There were two T's given on. Uh, there's a T on Monday and a T on Tuesday, and then uh, but they pulled it back together. T tops managed to make a word out of it. What is a T top? Uh, uh, they're removable. I'll take the 15th caller. <laughs> <laughs> I really have no idea. No, they're, they're removable. Uh, they're, it, it's it's like or a uh, Yeah, like Trans Ams. Oh. Yeah, you remove the roof from the uh, uh, the glass portions of the the roof of your car. So. Now I know what it is. All right, so James, dude, yes. Halloween weekend. You were headed to our friends at Best Buy Musical Instrument Stores and Gibson are sending you to New Orleans over Halloween weekend for the Wolf Mother Voodoo experience, my friend. Nice. Thank you. That means travel, hotel, the Lowell Lounge VIP passes, meet and greet with the band Wolf Mother, a new Gibson Les Paul studio guitar signed by the band, and also, listen, there's all kinds of music going on that weekend. Kiss, Jane's Addiction, Wolf Mother, George Clinton, Lenny Kravitz, Flaming Lips, Meat Puppets, and more. The Loa passes include exclusive access to the Lowell Lounge, front row, a reserved area Man. in the front of the Voodoo main wow. stage, Reserve parking, line-free entrances, complimentary classic New Orleans lunch and dinner buffet, private bathrooms while you're there, what? at the show, and a whole hell of a lot more. So, dude, you are being taken care of very well, all right? Nice. Thank you. You got it. Hang on just a minute. Thank you. I appreciate it. I should say they do. And I need to mention also that Wolf Mother's new CD, Cosmic Eggs, hits stores on October 27th. Uh, some thank yous need to be done. Paul Schaefer. Yeah. Was on our show this morning, and uh, we're, we're actually are going to investigate as to whether we can get him on again. Yeah, because there's we, so much to talk about. We spoke to him for about you know ten or fifteen minutes, and that's just not enough yeah. time He's, for. He was on as Letterman's guest the other night, yeah. which yes. is very rare, it, and it was wild seeing him sit in that chair. Yeah, with him. yeah. and and it was just great seeing him tell stories, everything from Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stories, telling Bob Dylan when to go back into the line of like a Rolling Stone. <laughs> so he, funny. Add to uh, you know to moments that he's had with the writing. It's raining men. Yep. You know to uh, to moments on the show. Uh, he's I wouldn't. He seems kind of goofy, but w- when he tells those stories, it's great. Yeah. Uh, so we'll try and get him back on. Uh, Chris Hardwick, who yeah. uh, came by today, the host of Web Soup on G Four, and he's at the Troc tonight. Uh, tickets are like they're less than twenty two bucks or something. But go by the Troc. He's a very nice guy. Would love to meet you and a lot of fun. And uh, I loved our porn stars today, man. <laughs> yeah. They were all. Awesome. Yeah, they were. You never know. You're taking a gamble when you get porn stars on, but they were really cool. Sonny <laughs> Leone, we've had on before, and Tegan Presley as well, and they were both great again. And uh, uh, Ava, or not Ava, Eva, Eva is Eva. what she goes by. Eva uh, Angelina. And they're all going to be at Club Risque tonight on Delaware Ave, and that'll be from 9 to midnight. And then they will be at uh, Club Risque in Bristol tomorrow night, and that's from 9 to midnight as well. Pierre, what's on your show today, sir? On this very program today, one last chance on my show, one last chance on Jackson show today at 3 o'clock with me at 11 o'clock to win four of a kind, a thematic block and uh, the person, the 25th caller knows what it is, wins 500 bucks at 11 this morning. Got more Papa Roach, more jet tickets. I've got Bob Dylan tickets. 
I will have wickedly cool blocks that include uh, Van Halen for David Lee Roth's birthday today. We will play the five favorite food groups. Uh, Jet, Papa Rocha, I will have blocks of them. John Lennon, because it's his birthday. And a vinyl cut of Jackson Brown. You wow. can't beat this program. Outstanding. I got a couple things uh, going on this weekend. Tonight, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Uh, DIY Network, uh, Kitchen Impossible airs. It's my episode. I'm very excited to see it. I still haven't seen it. 10 p.m. DIY Network. I talked to her. What? What the hell was that? I talked to her. This is another Nick noise. Yeah, you can, you can extract that one. Uh, 10 p.m. on DIY Network tonight. Kitchen Impossible. And then tomorrow, I'm out at the Exton Mall. It's a Best Buy. There's a little Verizon store within the Best Buy. And that is from noon to 2 p.m. in Exton. Uh, the MMR is going to be there. We're going to give away prizes. So stop on by. All right, cool. i got to thank our uh, sponsors, Steven Singer Jewelers. you got the corner of 8th Mall. Not I hate stevensinger.com. Don't forget the deadline for Philly's hottest today. WMMR.com. Also, uh, uh, Mako. Mako! The, the collision repair shop that uh, paints cars hurry in for $100 off on their popular presidential paint service. Uh, next week, Monday, Tuesday, we're off. Taking a couple days off, but we'll play back some uh, segments from the show for you, and then we'll be back live on Wednesday. But we do have another tour to Gore next week and a lot of other things going on, so make sure that you don't miss out on it. Um, that's it. We're done. Ray John, have yourself a great weekend, and we will see you, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Line. There should be a rule that only Flyers fans are allowed to sit up against the glasses. I'm sick and tired of seeing these f***ing old Penguins fans and their bimbo girlfriends stand up every time Flurry makes a save or one of them head Penguins scores a goal. The Penguins go Flyers. Next message. Just left Creamy Acres. Thank you very much for the tickets. Had a great time. You guys are the most coolest, friendliest, nicest people on the radio that I ever met. And Marissa, you're hot. Call me. Marble Bill. Next message. 10.07, the Phillies game, 10.07 on a Sunday, you suckers. <laughs> I'm so glad you shared. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks.